5: Fox Sports
6: Radio. 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 We might have a series here. We'll get to that in just about a minute, but right now, it's time to say, wake up, America. Yes, it is that time. It's Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. And what? This? Yes, we're coming to you live. Live, live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios, brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit GEICO.com for a free rate quote. Now, without further ado, my guy, I wait seven days for this every single freaking week. The man who is the brains of this outfit, the hardest working man in radio today, my friend, my partner, the one, the only, Brian, no, hello, B, how are you?
7: Doing great, Andy Furman, good to be here with you, as always, on a Sunday morning. How's your week been, man? How's your morning going?
6: You know what? Everything is wonderful, but I, I got a story that really and truly confirms the fact that I truly am the kiss of death. Are you ready for this? Wow, are you what? Ready? yeah, what is okay. it? Okay, it's almost embarrassing, but I can tell you because you're a friend, all right? Uh, I I I'm watching the playoffs, and the Bucks are up two zip in the playoffs, right? Uh-huh. They're up yeah. two. Up. So what do I do, like a schmuck? I write a letter. I'm a letter writer, right? I write a letter to the VP of Marketing of the Milwaukee Bucks with an idea. I say, by the way. Not if, but when you win the series and go to the finals, you really should bring back Oscar <laughs> Roberts and the Big O, because the Big O lives right near me, and I know the Big O. So I sent a copy of the letter to the Big O. See, you need to invite the Big O to come out to Milwaukee to celebrate it, because the last time they won a championship was when the Big O was there with Lou Alcindor, A.K.A. Kareem. Okay, the letter goes in the mail. What happens? Boom, boom, mm. boom. They lose four straight. I am the yeah. kiss of death, so I'm waiting for a threatening letter now from the Bucks.
7: Man, you know, is that it's- something? Yeah, but it happens, you know? There are a lot of people. You're not the only one. If you were the one guy who was like, hey, you know, it's over. Everybody else was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't say it's over before it's over. There are a lot of people saying that the Bucks were going to beat the Raptors. Didn't end up happening. So I wouldn't go as far
6: as to say you were the one guy that screwed this up, you know? Yeah, thank you. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. You're yeah. Trying now, to build I understand- you up here. Through the grapevine, I understand. Like, what is this now with this uh, burrito story? You never had, yeah. what, what is yeah. this all about?
7: Okay, I'll give you the backdrop. So, I was getting ready for the NBA Finals, and I'll go on basketball reference and look at some of the players. And on that website, they'll have nicknames of these players at the top of their page. And half the time, I've never heard of these nicknames. For instance, Steve Kerr, his nickname is Ice. Never heard that before in my life. One of the nicknames for Mark Gasol is the big burrito. And I just had mentioned this off the, you know, just a random comment on my Portland weekday show. I was like, I don't think I've ever eaten a burrito in my life. And all of a sudden it's just, yeah, yeah. It was just what you've never, what? And it turned into this whole thing. But yeah, I hadn't eaten a burrito in my life. My producer, Eric Ringering is the guy. He was like, all right, if the Raptors win game one, you got to eat a burrito. I was like, fine, you're on. Huh. Huh. Raptors won. I ate a burrito for the first time on Friday. And I got to be honest, I haven't been missing much. I ah. haven't been missing much. What did you get it, from Taco Bell? No, it was from Chipotle. All right. Um, but it was, <sighs> uh, yeah, I got a lot of, yeah, I got a lot of feedback on this one. It was apparently the whitest burrito ever, right? It was just chicken, lettuce, rice. Cheese. I think that was it. Very picky eater over here, Andy farmer They're
6: overrated. Burritos are overrated. They really I could live with that. I'm sure it'll be your first and your last. If you never have another burrito, you won't miss it.
7: Yeah. Not at all. I I don't have any plans uh, to eat another burrito. I'm a taco guy. That's why I haven't gone uh-huh. team burrito. I'm just team taco. Give me tacos, I'm good to I'm go. With you.
6: I hear you. You know, another question I want to, like, poke you a little bit if I can. Sure, I I read these – Sounds like a drop. (laughs) These these journalistic uh, uh, reports that you put out there, you know, that you write these stories. You did a story the other day about this Uh radio guy in Phoenix. uh, What's it, John Gambadaro? Yeah, Gambo. uh, Gambo, okay. It's been like 26 years. And I read it, and I'm really intrigued. I mean, you do a heck of a job on these little vignettes, so to speak. And and I'm seeing that this guy, like, does no show prep. And during the show, like, he's on the phone and like, he's, like, a reporter. How in the hell does he do a radio show without any show prep or off the cuff? He, he's not a reporter on the radio. you got to come on there with an opinion, with an edge. And I, I never heard the guy, I never heard of the guy until you wrote this piece. I'm saying, really, how does he survive? And he has a partner with him, and he walks mm-hmm. out of the room at times and gets on the phone? What is that all about? All right, well— he just
7: acquires his information differently than other hosts. And in terms of having opinions, that dude is very, very opinionated, but he's, he's got a reporter background. So instead of going on the websites and reading stories about speculation, Hey, maybe this happens. Maybe this coach gets fired. Maybe they're thinking about drafting this guy. He just reaches out to the teams and the players directly. That's how he goes about compiling his information. So I doubt he sits up there and puts his feet on the table and never does any show prep whatsoever, mm-hmm. but the bulk of it, the information he gathers, he just acquires all of these sources and reaches out directly to see what the inside scoop is. That's his deal.
6: All right. Okay. I'm with you on there. All right. I understand that now. Now you clear that up a little bit. Now, one last question. How'd you find out about the guy? When you're up in Portland, I guess you heard of the guy. I never heard of the guy. He's been in the business, what, 26 years?
7: Yeah, he's been over there in, in Phoenix for twenty three years. Been doing radio there. I've listened to him before, right. and uh, yeah, it's just a little Q and A piece asking him about his uh, experiences in the business and his outlook on the business. And you get you hear a lot of interesting stuff, man. When I do those things, so I enjoy it's reading It's really them. interesting how dudes attack the profession from different angles. You know,
6: right? I do enjoy reading them. I just want to let you know, and uh, I just wanted to t- t- talk to you a little bit about this last piece. <laughs> yeah, you did. for sure. I like I like that what? was
7: your. Your takeaways? Who is this freaking guy with no show prep? What's he doing over here? Like, no, I mean I, mean, I never heard of the guy. Phone calls, like- right. From what I
6: <laughs> what I read is like the guy comes in off the street with a telephone and just like you know, let's go, let's do it. I just I couldn't do that. All right, God bless him if he could do that. But I will tell you this much: I'm somewhat shocked with this Raptors situation. I'm really looking forward to tonight in Game Two. We'll see what happens right now because. What happened? I mean, Raptors, 118-109, they kind of beat Golden State at their own game. They ran with them. You got to run with that team when they ran with them. Plus, finally, Kawhi Leonard got some help. He got some help. You know, he was not outstanding. He did a decent job on Thursday night, but he did get some help. But I don't know if that help's going to be consistent. That's the key. Pascal Siaka, I mean, this guy was like, I don't know what he was on, really. 14 for 17 from the floor, 32 points, eight boards, and five assists. And he blocked two shots. Will that happen again? We don't know. But what he did the other night was unheard of. Well, I think
7: we do know. That will never happen again. (laughs) Not against the Warriors in the NBA Finals. It's just not. He was sensational. He had an awesome night. But 14 of 17? Pascal Siakam is a good player. And he's really, really taken a huge step forward in his third year. But he is not a guy that's going to have another 14 for 17 night against the Warriors. Now, on the flip side of it, You could probably say that Kawhi Leonard isn't going to only make five field goals again in this series, another game. So if Siakam takes a step backward in terms of his production, you could see Kawhi Leonard take a step forward. That could iron itself out. It could be a wash in terms of the Raptors. But when it comes to Siakam, he's not going to do that again, man. Siakam is not going to have another night like that against the Warriors. I would say he's not going to have another night like that.
6: For the rest of his NBA career. I'm with you. I'm I don't with think you. he's ever gonna go fourteen for seventeen along. And, those and you're lines. not gonna see it happen against Draymond Green because basically that was the matchup we were looked at. He outplayed Draymond Green, and that was built, I guess, as a the matchup coming into the series. Draymond on yeah. Siakam. And then I, I I didn't think that would ever happen to Draymond Green, who basically was really teed off after the game. I think you're gonna see a different Draymond Green tonight. That uh, yeah, I promise. Absolutely.
7: And as far as Draymond <laughs> He was talking about himself being the greatest defender of all time, right? I call it the G-dote, greatest (laughs) defender of all time. So if he goes on the campaign trails for himself and he's touting himself, the next game he plays, he can't be there in the post-game press conference saying, yeah, I got to do a better job against Pascal Siakam. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to talk about yourself like that, you better bring it. And he didn't do that in game one.
6: Yeah, you know, and it's funny because I think that the series that we uh, we looked at this series really back in August, we said, hey, Golden State's going to win. I still take Golden State. I still think they're going to win. I think Toronto would be very happy with a split coming out of Toronto going back to Golden State, but the bottom line is that Golden State has more weapons. Golden State's a better team. Golden State will win with or without Kevin Durant. And believe me, we said, I think even you even said that KD would be back. Now he's not going to play tonight. I mean, he may miss this inside the entire series. And, you know, they win without him is kind of a blow to his ego. That's for sure.
7: Yeah, it's really interesting to me how this narrative for KD can go one of two very different ways. You know? where if the Warriors end up winning without him, it sounds like he's going to come back during this series. Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports, he's reporting that Game 4 seems to be the most likely game for KD to come back. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But let's just say that he doesn't, Andy, Mm -hmm. and the Warriors end up winning. Like you're saying, all this stuff is going to come right back. Everything that you had been hearing before Game 1 of, they're just fine without him, they don't need him at all, They might even be better without KD. You heard that quite a bit. So if they end up winning a championship without him, you're going to hear that even more so. And they're going to reevaluate the two titles he's already won with the Warriors, which is crazy, but that's the way it's going to go. But he could come back, play a big role in them winning a championship. And all of a sudden it goes the exact opposite way. So those two really stark contrasting takes. They're on the table right now, depending on how it shakes out.
6: Let me run this by you. There, there are people there that are saying that KD right now is the greatest player on God's green earth. All right, and I'm not going to argue that. I mean, if you go to take the top five players out there uh, today in the world, he's got to be one of the five. Is he the best? Oh, I don't know, but he's there. Right, right. right if right. those people are saying that, how could the same people come back and say Golden State's better without him? I know. I, I, how could you be better without the best player yeah. in the world? I don't get
7: it. Yeah. I, the only thing that you could say that makes a little bit of sense is that they play differently. The ball movement is different, right. those type of things. But that still, that doesn't like solidify your argument. <laughs> I still think that you're talking about an all time great player in Kevin Durant. And when you look at how Toronto gets after it defensively, to have KD's mid range game, he could do everything offensively. It's a great defender. To sit here and think that you're better without the guy, especially with Andre Iguodala and his calf and being a little bit gimpy out there, it's Mm -hmm. crazy to think you're better without KD.
6: Well, I tell you what, this is a big game. This is a bigger game for Golden State tonight than Toronto. As I said, Toronto leaves and goes to Golden State with the series tied at one. That's okay. They go back to Golden State 0-2, Golden State Warriors. They're in trouble. I got to they'll be in trouble if they lose tonight. I don't tonight. think so. I uh, don't even
7: think they're in trouble if they lose tonight. I don't think they uh-huh. will, Andy. I think they get a split. Yeah, I do, they, too. And that's the goal for the Warriors, that it was at least to get a split in these first two games. It'd be a bad thing for the Raptors. you got to win this game. I've got a couple of hot takes for you coming up next. but uh, I can't wait. Or, or whenever you want to put them in the show, Andy. It's whatever fine. You, but,
6: no, whatever you want. We'll do it yeah, next there's, by Go I've got a hot take based
7: on uh, Game 2 coming up and what which is more likely to happen. I want to see what you think about these hot takes.
6: Okay, what I want to do, I want to go to Jurassic Park. That's my goal. Yeah? You know, the, yeah, it's one of my dreams. Read the North? Bucket list. Yeah, I want to yeah. go to Jurassic Park. Maybe, maybe one day. One day I'll make a trip to Jurassic Park. I love it. You know how stupid I am? I've I got to admit how stupid I am. You know, you know, you work with me, so you know how stupid I am. I had no <laughs> idea. I, I thought they named it after the movie, and I said, wait a minute. Raptors. Dinosaurs, Jurassic Park, Uh boom, bingo, the light went off. I'm saying, oh, I thought they named it after the movie. You know, it, it, I am stupid, aren't I? I? Admit it. I mean, you tell people you tell people that you work with a moron. That, that's okay. I don't it's all say right. that. I don't say it, that. That's okay. No, as I long don't. as you don't write that in your little vignette. No, I thing. won't write that. No, Thank you I very yeah. much. He's yeah. Brian Noam Andy Furman. You can get to us on Twitter. How can you do that? Let me explain very simply. First, you need to have a Twitter account. That's number one. Secondly, at the No Show N O E Show at Andy Furman F S R or you can call us, 877 on Fox. That's free, toll-free, 996 Now, Bronx Talk Radio, it's a biggie. Bronx Talk Radio coming back for the dead. It's a good one today. I've heard all about it. It's big. That's in this hour. Hour number two, bottom barrel betting. Hour number three, Alex Marvez is back. The chic Fox Sports Radio's NFL insider and following up with nose picks and some hot takes as well. This is the battle we're waiting
0: for, and it's all coming up next.
6: Where was he all night? Well, we'll tell you in just about a minute. Right now, it's 20 past the hour. It's Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian Noah. I'm Andy Furman. And by the way, we're proudly brought to you by Discover. And go further. Go further than ever. With the Discover It Miles card, they automatically match the miles you earn at the end of your first year. So your 35,000 miles could become 70,000. Discover It Miles, limitations apply. Discover a match for new card members only. Learn more at discover.com. Slash travel. My guy, Brian no, And I'm all excited now because you got some hot takes. Give it to me, baby. Give it I to got, me.
7: Yeah, I got two hot takes for you, Andy Furman. Try this one on for size, okay? Yeah,
6: yeah. I think it's
7: more likely that the Warriors will be up 3-1 in this series than it is that the Raptors are up 2-0. What do you think about that?
6: Well, I'm not going to go 3-1. I'm not going to go to game four yet. I, I think that after tonight, it'll be 1-1. That I'll tell That's you right. right now. That's right. All right? That's right. So, so it'll be two games, and you're uh-huh. going into the fourth game already. Yeah. So the third game will be, again, in Golden State. I would say it'll be 2-1 Golden State. They'll win tonight, and they win the first game in Oakland. That's you just don't want to
7: go to 3-1. Nah, I don't want to go, go like that, that far.
6: But you one. know why? Yeah, Why? because KD might be in the lineup. And then it's a whole new ball game. Mm-hmm. It may be changed by then, so I, it's hard to predict. And you know what? I'm going to tell you something else. I have a new respect right now for uh, for the goal, for the uh, Toronto Raptors because there's an injury factor with uh, Lowry, and he hasn't really used yeah. it as an excuse. And that I love injury. that. Yeah. He had the thumb injury. It's not on a shooting hand, but still in all, he's got an injury. It's got to affect his play, and he's not whining or crying. I never use it as an excuse. So, you know, I was going to come out there and rip the guy because he had somewhat of a poor night, but you know what? Just the way he is, and well, he's, he's a good guy. I like look, the guy Look, I think now.
7: that the Raptors, to win this second game when the Warriors are on high alert, they don't want to drop this second one be down 2 nothing in the series. They've got to get a split. You're going to see the Warriors hit them with everything they have. I don't expect lapses. I don't expect them to lose focus. I think they're going to give max effort. I think they're going to defend like they're capable of defending far too many easy finishes for the Raptors in game one. And so turnovers. I think that, I think the Warriors are going to win tonight, man. Yeah, and I, I careless turnovers as well. They so I've got the, I've got the Warriors winning tonight and then yep. when they go back to Oakland, I don't think that the Raptors are going to get a game there in Oakland, so I I think it is. I think it's more likely that the Warriors are up three one than the Raptors are up two zero. That's my first hot take. How about this well, one? Let, let's continue one?
6: that. Let's continue that hot take for one second because I would tell you right now that I would give the Golden State Warriors somewhat of a pass on that Thursday night game because I think they were off for what nine days, a little bit rusty. Maybe yeah, it's an that's excuse. the other part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
7: Yeah, that's true. It happened with the Blazers. The Blazers right. had a long layoff before game one against the Nuggets in the second round. And they played terrible. They looked awful. And then they came back and they got game two. So that's a thing, Andy. That's true. You're out of rhythm. You know, get a little did. lax. That sort of thing. So I think you're going to see a much tougher Warriors team tonight. It's a good point. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Take are right, you ready? Bold opinion number two. You ready for this? You want to save it? No, no, God I'm, I'm in. Okay. I'm right. in. Good, good, good. All in. Here you go. Here it is. The seventy sixers are in a better position to win a championship than the Raptors are. Now most people will look at me like, uh Aren't the Raptors up one nothing in the finals right now? Yeah, yeah. I'm aware of all of that. Right. They're still underdogs in this series. You realize that, right? Like they're up one nothing. You have an injured Kevin Durant. They're still underdogs. Vegas realizes all of these factors, and yet the Warriors are still favored to win this series because, well, they're the freaking Warriors, okay? So I fully expect the Warriors to come out and win this series. And I also look at the 76ers. The nucleus is in place with Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, where they're going to have a look to win a title for the next five-plus seasons as long as they want to keep those guys together, so I think that their chances of winning a championship. Let's assume KD goes somewhere else during right. the off season. The landscape of the NBA could look a lot different. I think they're actually in a better position to win a championship before the Raptors do. What do you think
6: about that? Well, I think the the key here, the trump card is obviously Kawhi because Kawhi may remain or may not remain in Toronto. My guess is no, no yeah. matter what happens, he's gone. I don't think yeah. he's going to stay. You know, that's the other one. Win, part of or, it win too. or lose, yeah, win yeah. or lose, I think he's gone. That's number I do one. Too. Number two, the landscape, as you say, may change if KD goes. But if KD goes to the East, or uh, perhaps the Knicks, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that would change it a little bit for the Seventy Sixes. That would change things. However, I'm with you. The Seventy Sixes have the nucleus. I think things right now in Toronto it's a bubble that may burst if they don't win. If they yeah. don't win this year, and Ka- and Kawhi Leonard leaves, which he will, then they're back to the drawing board. They're back to square one. They are, and I
7: expect him to leave. That's the other part of this is. I'll hear a lot of, oh, this is why tanking doesn't work. And this is why you don't do it that way. And I think that's crazy. I think still the 76ers are in a better spot, certainly going forward. You could argue whether they're in a better spot to win a championship over the Raptors who are in the finals right now. Fine. You don't like that take great. But in terms of for the future, the 76ers are set up way better than the Raptors are. Raptors are actually a long shot to keep Kawhi Leonard.
6: And you know so you what? gotta keep that in mind. Ka- Kawhi's gonna be gone. And you talk about Kyle Lowry, who basically is injured. This guy is no kid. He's a thirteen year pro. Yeah, so he's right. on the downside of his yeah. career, Was was like a thirty three already. So, you know, forget that. You're right. You're yeah. exactly right about that. And yeah, uh, but and I yeah. One one quick thing, Andy, is throw
7: this out there as well. The Warriors, they've won a road game in twenty two straight playoff series. Think about that. Twenty two straight. So It's not like they're the Johnny-come-latelys. It's not like they haven't won big games on the road before. This is a very important game tonight. I fully expect the Warriors to win it. And take this into account as well. The Raptors have trailed in the previous two series in these playoffs. They were down 2-1 against Philly. They were down 2-0 against the Bucs. So they've fallen behind Other competition that's actually lesser competition
6: than the Warriors. So I'm fully expecting a Warriors And I want to give a, a little bit of a prop to the Toronto Raptors because we're both burying them right now. We're taking the shovels and putting the dirt on them. I will say this. The one thing that they have going for them right now they have a bit of a confidence factor with that win on Thursday night. Now, you know, people are gonna say, well, they beat Golden State twice during the season. It means squat. That it means does. nothing. Regular yeah. season I means it's it's nice for fodder and I'm sure it's on game notes. You know, the press looks at it say, so, Well, they beat them twice during the regular season. But it really throw it out the window, it means nothing. But the Thursday night win does mean something as far as confidence factor because they're up one nothing. So I mean the coach is gonna go in there, nurse is gonna say to them, Hey, you know, we got them, continue hard play, guys. They they're up. They're upbeat. They're not down. They're not sulking. So that is something is a positive for these guys. That's a positive.
7: Yeah, but uh, it's one game. Like, we could get into this further. I'm not one of these uh, I call them sheep out there where they're just (laughs) (laughs) it's one guy says one thing about Messiah Jiri and the bold gamble paying off and it seems like everybody is following suit. It won't pay off unless they win it. Thank you. Like, you either win a championship or you re-sign Kawhi Leonard. Short of doing either of those two things, the gamble didn't pay off. Right. That's all you're hearing. Wow, what a gamble. It's paid off. I look at it like this, Andy. If it wasn't for the Raptors' sucky history, this is the first time they've ever been in the finals. Right. And that's why most people are like, oh, it paid off. If they had been in the finals numerous times, if they had won championships before in the past... We'd be sitting here saying, yeah, it's nice you're in the finals, but are you going to win it all? That's what truly matters. But because they have a sucky history, we're like, ah, you
6: just made it to the finals. That's good enough. They don't make it to the finals this year. They won't be back for another 40 years. How's that? Put that in stone. I mean, you never know how it shakes out going
7: forward, but I, I just, it's crazy to me, Andy. Like this is a move that can actually set the franchise back. Like, it's gotta pay off in a major, major way. But and you for gotta, me, yeah.
6: Just right. getting there isn't good enough. But it's good enough for the fans. See, the mindset of the fans is we've waited so long for and for so hard. We rooted for this team. This is a, a destination. This is it for them. This is the finish line for many fans. They made it to the finals. If they yeah. win it, that's just icing on the sad. cake. It's sad. Right? It is it's sad. It's sad that your standards
7: are that low being a Raptors fan. But when you're that like, really, bad for so long, I that's the way it is. Yeah, I got you. Totally. It's like the Cleveland Browns. They're a franchise where good is good enough. If the Browns make it to the playoffs, they're like, oh, my gosh, this is unbelievable. Like We're on the rise, and they're running shirtless in the streets over there. Why? Because their past sucks. It's the same thing with the Raptors. The standard for the Warriors isn't just get to the finals. That's good enough. The standard for the Patriots isn't get to the Super Bowl. That's just good enough. You win it icing on the cake. That's not the way it is for truly great franchises. The Browns and the Raptors are nowhere near truly ga- great franchises. That's why good is good enough, and it's sickening to me, Andy Furman.
6: Sweet. I love it. I love Get on that soapbox, baby. I love when you're like this. I love the hot takes. I love He's Brian Noah, Andy Furman. You got something on your chest, get it off at the No Show at Andy Furman, FSR, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We're live, but first for our guy, our latest, our Superman, the Big B, Brian Fenn. Fett- Hello, B.
3: Hey, what's going on, guys? Andy Ruiz Jr. looked like he just got off the set of the movie Heavyweights 2, surprised Anthony Joshua with a knockout in the seventh round to pick up three titles. Joshua got knocked down four times in the bout. Meanwhile, more than one Will Smith knows how to entertain in Los Angeles. Fly ball to left field,
10: into the corner, and it is gone! A walk-off home run! Will Smith! And the Dodgers win in a walk-off 4 to 3.
3: AM 570, LA Sports on the call. What a time to hit his first career, Jack. LA leads the NLS now by nine games. And like the Dodgers, you need to make good choices. And with True Car, you've got a star on your roster. So when you're ready to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car. True cash offer not available in all areas. The Astros are atop the AL West by eight and a half games after quieting the Athletics 5-1. Justin Verlander struck out eight, picking up an MLB best ninth win of the season. The Brewers warded off the Pirates 12-10 in 13 innings. Orlando Arcia hit the game-winning two-run shot. French open fourth-round singles. Marquetta Vondrosheva winning in straight sets over Anastasia Sevastova, 6-2, 6-love. And on the men's side, Roger Federer will take on Leonardo Meyer at 7 a.m. Eastern time. Hey, great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance on the ice the Bruins potted down the Blues 7-2 to go up two games to one in the Stanley Cup final Boston went four for four on the power play Blues goalie Jordan Bennington got benched after allowing five goals then they put Andy Furman in goal what the hell were they thinking
6: back to Andy Furman and Brian Noe the attacks are starting. I get wow. it. it's unbelievable. By the way, he said yeah. they
7: potted the blues down. Is that a radio term, Big B? Is that what you're going for? Like turn the blues down? That's what I was thinking. Because like yeah. you
3: pot down the volume and yeah, you t- yeah. yeah, you know. I don't huh. know. Maybe it worked. Maybe it didn't. Check it out, will we'll yeah. you? We'll see
6: in an hour. Okay. PG. Thank you so much. <laughs> by the way, this guy is the unsung sixth man. We'll get to him in just about a minute. He's Brian i I'm Andy Furman. And welcome everybody. Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. We're brought to you by Geico. It's easy to save fifteen percent or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947. Let's talk about the unsung sixth man for the Toronto Raptors. I'm talking about Drake. Drake. And obviously, Adam Silver... Mm had something to say about Drake's presence on the court you know on game one because you didn't see much of him let's see what the commissioner had to say
2: I think the issue for the league is that he has this ambassador type role with the team so he he is viewed a little differently than any fan sitting there but at the same time I think there are appropriate lines that shouldn't be crossed in terms of how a, a competing team is addressed or the officials for that matter and as I said I mean I you know we, we league office had conversations um, directly with Drake and his manager, and I and I think we ended up in a good place.
6: What a foolish remark. He should be treated differently than any other fan? You know, so I'm a fan, and you're a fan, so if I go to a game with you, be so in other words, I could rub the coach's shoulders, but you can't because they're going to treat you differently than me? What kind of a remark is that? He's the commissioner. Do something. Have a set. Have a pair of hanging downs. Yeah, yeah.
7: It's just Adam Silver is he's just a weak commissioner,
6: you know. When it comes to things
7: like this, I, he the league reached out to Drake and they they basically asked him to tone it down a little bit. Maybe mm-hmm. he they asked him, hey, listen, just don't don't touch people, please, <laughs> don't touch <laughs> Nick Nurse. So maybe Drake adhered to that, right? But he still wore the Del Curry jersey. During game one. So he still was in troll mode. He didn't tone it down completely. But for all I know, Andy, maybe they said, hey, Drake, don't run up and down the sidelines like you're in your basement. Please do us a favor. (laughs) And also don't touch any coaches, anybody while you're there. Can you do that for us? Maybe that is all they asked him to do. And I think he's going to have a little bit more leeway than your random Joe Blow fan. I understand that to a degree, you know.
6: Right. Do you see it that way or do you say, no, the same standard well, he, should be for everyone? Well, no, he's a celebrity, obviously. Yeah. He's, he's a little different than the average schmuck who goes there and have his beer. But uh, I will tell you this much. The Wall Street Journal, and I, I'm not a tremendous reader of the Wall Street Journal. I read it here and there. They did a story the other day. Just on Drake, and you want to hear some of the quotes in this, they did exactly, they watched him for the entire game. It said from tip-off to the mm-hmm. final buzzer, a total of two hours and 25 minutes, Drake stood up and sat down 65 times. That means once for every 44 seconds of game time, he got up from his seat. He was on his feet for a total of 40 minutes, and midway through the first quarter, he began trash-talking one of the NBA's most famous trash-talkers, Draymond Green. How, mm-hmm. how do you like that? Then he spilled a drink. Then he spilt a drink. This is amazing. They did an entire story on what he did for every minute of the game. It's amazing. I, I'm sure he loves it. You know, it's great for him. Yeah, although I didn't see much of him on TV on Thursday night. Yeah, well, hey, uh, Draymond
7: and Drake had words after the game. Um, the last game on Thursday night, I thought it was ridiculous that Draymond was asked about it in terms of it being a quote-unquote scuffle like that's it's a really bad term to use to describe that that's not a scuffle at all but you know what i think that adam silver should have come out and said hey listen he just he can't run up and down just stay in your general seating area and don't touch anybody that's what we're asking he can at least do that like just put something out there that you said hey we don't want this to happen and if it should continue then you you got to <laughs> You gotta punish the guy, right? Like, I think this overall is good for the NBA because it's fodder, because it's something else to watch. So I don't think this is necessarily bad, but. You've got to be the parent that doesn't look like your kid is walking all over you. And that's the way it looks like right
6: now for Adam Silver. And what he has done, I'm talking about Drake, what he has done now, he's brought every lunatic out of the woodwork. There was a guy by the name of Robin Ficker. Robin Ficker used to sit behind the visitor's bench of the Washington Bullets games. And Robin Ficker now was featured in the USA Today just the other day telling Drake how to be a good heckler. This is a... Keys to being a good heckler, and this is going to be read by many people, and believe me, beginning next year, they're going to follow the instructions. He says, A, take aim at Steph Curry. This is what Ficker said. He said he believes he disrupted Curry's father, Del Curry, one of the league's top shooters from a career that spanned from, what, 86 to 202. He says, I was able to— Uh-huh could get under a guy's skin. He says, go low with Kevin Durant. Talk about how Kevin Durant's longtime girlfriend is getting married to somebody else. That's low. That's <laughs> oh, a low that's blow. really but low. He, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's also bring a blackboard to the game like the one Ficker used to bring to Bullets games and Wizards games to try to distract the Warriors by drawing up plays at the same time Coach Steve Kerr is doing the same thing. Do you honestly? these people actually believe they could yeah. change the outcome of a game?
7: It's crazy. Well, there are a lot of times where it it works the exact opposite way where players actually hear this stuff and they use it for fuel, you know, and they actually play even better. There was a game, gosh, Damian Lillard this past season, I want to say he was in Orlando and he was getting heckled by a, a fan with the Orlando magic and he just went off. He went crazy and he was like, yeah, that was for that fan over there talking that noise. Like sometimes it works the exact opposite way, but like heckler guy, he's a step away from lucky t-shirt guy, you know, you know, lucky t-shirt guy who believes they won because he won his favorite shirt. And that's the reason why that's the same mentality as heckler guy. But a lot of times, it works the exact opposite way where the heckling fired them up and they actually beat your team because of your words. That's how it goes sometimes as well.
6: It's amazing because I got to support it right now. Romeo Gibbs tweets and says, "I got to I got to take right for a change." Drake is annoying in music and he's annoying in basketball and he needs to go away. Thank you, <laughs> Romeo Gibbs. How do you like that? You think
7: he's got to go away though? Or are you saying no, that?
6: No, I, You know what? I think it's great for the league to have celebs like that. I really do. I think that's where baseball lacks. I mean, football has got some, but you can't see him because you know the fans are really not that close to the play playing area, and most of the celebs are sitting in enclosed. Boxes, but basketball is great because the celebs come out and they sit right behind the bench on the court. And I think that has made the game very, very popular. It really has.
7: Yeah, it hasn't distracted me at all. If anything, if I'm being completely honest, it's actually enhanced the playoffs with tricks, antics, and going off and all of that. And even if you dislike it and it gives you something to root against, That's good, too. Oh, yeah. Like, that's the thing, man. If you are rooting against the Raptors simply because you're sick of Drake carrying on like that, you're invested more. That's a good thing for you. It's helping your entertainment value.
6: Anytime you have a reason to root for or against in sports, it's wonderful. You know what? As I've always said, sports needs a villain. LeBron, for the longest time, was a villain. Drake is the villain now in the playoffs.
7: Yeah, and some people look at the Warriors as the villain as well because they've had so much success. So if it's villain versus villain, that's cool, too.
6: I love that backdrop as well. Like they, people listen to this show because they think I'm the villain. I'm not the villain, really. I don't think I am. I think Big B is the villain, to he's be honest with you. It into Brian Fenley's yeah. the villain. He's the villain. He really is. All right. Like and if you yeah. don't believe me, you could tweet us if you think he's the villain at the No Show, NOE Show, at Andy Furman FSR, 877 on Fox, 877 996 He's young, he's brash, and he comes from the same stock in the Bronx. Bronx Talk Radio is freaking
0: next.
6: Bronx Talk Radio, coming right up about 12 minutes before the top of the hour. This is Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian Noah I'm Andy Furman. It's proudly brought to you by Discover. Go further than ever with the Discover It Miles card. They automatically match the miles you earn at the end of your first year, so your 35,000 miles could become 70,000. Discover It Miles limitations apply. Discover match for the new card members only. Learn more at discover.com slash travel. Let's Let's do it! Guys, 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 it's time to channel your inner New Yorker.
5: You are we want to hear all the irrationalities you can spew on the hottest topics of the day.
0: You no. Get f- f- me that way. Get out of here.
6: Here's something we like to call Bronx Talk Radio. Hosted by the great
0: Chris P. Hey.
6: Ragazzi. <laughs> what can I tell
8: you? I'm in a good mood tonight. You know why? Why? Cuz you got I... you got your freaking name on the intro. That's I why. I do. Huh? But also, but also I got to tell you I watched Ruiz Jr. take yes. out Joshua Anthony. Uh-huh. Makes me feel better about myself. Makes me feel like this old Bronx timer here can get in the ring and pound something out against a man who is about 50 times more athletic than I am. By but, the way, Chris, are you
7: portly like freaking Anthony Ruiz Jr. over there? No, huh? no, I'm just out no? of shape. you know, it, just uh, out of shape. G-
8: g- g- I get, uh, get out there and walk around. You know how it is. Yeah, yeah. is. First yeah. story for you is, yeah. Strip spelling bee ends in an eight-way freaking tie. I cannot making this up. Eight kids won the spelling bee. They spelled forty-seven words correctly in a row, and the judges ran out of words. How do you run out of words? How do you make these these kids need to? Are, are you with me? These kids need to fight to the end.
7: I'm totally with you on this freaking one. It's a joke that there's an eight-way freaking tie. You know one of the words in the final little round over there, Palama. All right, it's the webbing of the feet for aquatic birds. Palama, Is that it's. Three freaking syllables over there. You know what Six the joke letters, is? I can spell
6: that. What? The joke is they even have a freaking spelling bee because we got spell check. You don't need a freaking spelling bee. That's it's, true. So it's a, like it's a contest for geeks. That's what it is.
9: Shut up,
0: Adam. Spell fugazi. That's fugazi. exactly fugazi. Freaking right. Vinay. Spell Vinay a Spell some me and yeah. yeah. go give me yeah. some. Yeah. Hey. Uh, come on. What's,
1: for
7: what's geeks? going on here? One quick freaking nugget on this one yeah. over here. They used to have a test that was a tiebreaker. They said it's a little bit too tough over there. We we don't
8: want the kids.
7: Need some it's tough little love. It's a too burdensome over there. Yeah. You
8: kidding me? Eight-way tie? This is a freaking joke. You give them the burdensome Item some the second. Test. Item the second we have here. Burt Blylevins says blow up Tropicana Field. <laughs> I'm not making this up. We have the sound right here. Miguel Sano smokes a ball that should have been a home run. Instead, it's the speaker at the top of the dome. Falls down <laughs> outfielder's glove and he's out to end the
10: innings. Here was Burt. Ball hit the speaker. Look at that. Blow up this plate. I'm with it. <laughs> I'm with him. Blow it up. Blow
6: up Blow the can. It it's a dump. They it draw is... more people if they blew it up than a regular ball game.
7: How's that? Was <laughs> it is a freaking dump, but here's my thing. Yeah. Can't you move the freaking
8: speakers? Can't you move the stuff out Apparently of the way? Not. Can't that happen? No? That's a union job. That's a union job. You know those hours add up. Uh, Good Lord. The
6: place is a dump. They should have built the the ballpark in Tampa.
8: They should have just made a second stadium for the Yankees. They have more fans down there. What's wrong? I What's agree. going on here? I, I just love that expand. the hometown guy is telling them to
7: blow up the stadium. You know how a lot of these guys just no, kind he's of for the kneel twins. at the altar. of the. T- oh, okay. he's with. Yeah. The- I wish that you would have that more with the hometown calls, but all these guys are petrified. They're going to be out of jobs <laughs> over there. The homest, I'm, not,
6: the
8: I'm not worried about any of that. I can say what I want on the job and you's going to have to listen to me. There you go. All there right. Go. Now, you after got... the aftermath of Ruiz Jr. knocking the crap out of Joshua Anthony, we have here the next big thing in heavyweight boxing. Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury. The rematch is on. Tyson Fury is the only man to have not lost to Wilder. They fought to a draw in 2018. He got knocked out cold for a good nine seconds. And then got right back up like he's the freaking Undertaker. I've seen Anthony, I've seen Andy over here do that too.
0: Yeah, it's right. It's Crazy. I, yeah.
8: Way right. too early predictions. Who you got, Wilder or Fury? I'm going Wilder over there. The
7: guy is a knockout freaking artist. He throws haymakers. He throws bombs. I think he gets it done. I'm just praying for the heavyweight division to make a resurgence. You know what
0: happens tonight? No one cares it
6: should about be, this. It it's
7: just it huge to me, nose, really. and It's just like, eh, whatever.
8: We got to have more of these guys. I like seeing guys getting punched in the face without having to get NYPD involved. I tell you what, the
6: WNBA is getting more puffed in these fights now. What's going on? I, it's I fine, dude. The,
8: the NBA's hot. You know, but I just the want the WNBA on his way. We can have the ball. Oh, really? you go WNBA over the yeah, fight game, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Man, All it's right. Sunk. And to close this out here. I got a story from you from the New York Post. I always read the New York Post here. That's not endorsed with your morning coffee. over here. With my there, morning coffee over Post, here, of yeah. course, and some donuts. San Francisco has opened up a restaurant <laughs> where you can drink with, and I kid you not, rats. And I am not talking about Draymond Green. I'm talking about oh, real freaking oh, rats.
7: Wow,
3: sewer wow. rats? Yeah, or just they're,
8: regular rats. They're, huh? I don't know. Maybe they're exporting us from the su- from the subways around here. And if
6: they that's need the to case, do it in New York to get them out of the subways here, yeah, exactly. Right. Put <laughs> Bring
8: these rats to work. We know they like pizza. We know they what like Chinese. What do the Chinese. rats like to drink? What do they drink coffee? What's on the menu for the freaking rats? I don't know. Huh? Like they're just drinking you it can just hold these, nice you hold these rats you hold these rats, you interact with them like you're just a freaking n- normal San Francisco people. They're not gonna tell
6: me I ain't going there. I I'll ain't tell you going what
8: here. here's the thing. People are freaking weird, you know? They're all weird out there. That's yeah, what we say in the Bronx. Rest- hey, 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 strange nothing's group. Go, weird in the Bronx. Let's
6: go drink and eat with the rats here tonight. <laughs> it's a strange huh? group of people out there. Can lightning strike twice? That's next. But right now it's time to say, wake up, America. Yes, it's Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. And we are coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios. Brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes can save you 50% or more on car insurance. Visit GEICO.com. Why? For a free rate quote. Here he is, my guy, my partner, my friend. He truly is the hardest working man in radio today, and in show business as well. The man himself, Brian
7: No, Glad to be here with you, Andy Furman. Always a treat, my man. I say that genuinely. And I got some, uh, I got a confession to make this morning, Andy. A confession.
6: You ready for this? Come to the church of Furman.
7: Okay. (laughs) That might be a scary place, you know? Um... But yeah, I will go to the church of Furman here. I'll confess my sins. You know that I uh, I'm highly complimentary of my apple cinnamon neutral grain bars that I typically have on Sunday mornings, right? Ugh. Ugh. I just couldn't do it this morning, Andy. Good, good. I went in you ever have just too much junk food, you know, just not healthy enough, and you reach a breaking point where you're like, I just I can't do it. I can't I walked in with an apple and an orange this morning.
6: That's good it. for you. That's all I could go with. You know who probably has a lot of junk food? Andy Ruiz Jr. <laughs> I could see him going to White Castles, really, with a couple of sliders every night about two in the morning. But you Isn't know when this he got amazing? the yeah, yeah.
7: He's this portly fighter. He wins last night. He knocks down his opponent four times. He knocks down Anthony Joshua, who was built from granite, you know? Oh. Who's and undefeated? Ruiz Jr. He's just flabby. He's tubby. He knocks down Anthony Joshua four times. It's crazy. I loved it.
6: I loved it. I really. He did. took I the loved fight it. on
7: two months' notice. I know. And he ends up being the heavyweight Joshua Joshua's
6: undefeated. He was like twenty-two and zero going into the fight. Amazing. Yeah. You you, you caused a little bit of a firestorm here with your uh, burrito. You had a one burrito, the first one in your uh-huh. life, the other day yep. on Twitter. Dabin Dwayne says, "Wait a minute." Wearing a Curry jersey is seen as, quote, troll mode. Let me guess. You're the type of guy who thinks that Chip- Chipotle burrito is a real Mexican experience. Adam Silver is the best commissioner in pro sports. That's wrong. He is not the best commissioner in pro sports. Who do you have as the best? Me. You know what? It's, it's a toss-up because right now Goodell's not in there. I, yeah. I may have to go with the NHL. Maybe Don Garber, <laughs> oh. MLS. Don yeah. Garber, commissioner, who is my, my bunkmate at Timberlake Camp.
7: Yeah. Oh, really? Wow. I didn't know that. But that's not yeah. a major sport, you know. We're probably talking well, major sports they... here. I, it well, might be Adam Silver by default, but that's not saying anything, yeah. you know. It, it really, it isn't. If you consider the competition and some of the missteps of other commissioners, so that doesn't really mean anything as far as the Chipotle thing. Look, man, I don't. I never go there. Like, I've eaten one burrito now in my lifetime, so I'm not under this false impression that, man, this is the place to freaking go for the truly Mexican cuisine experience. Like, no, that's not the case. It's just coworkers. They're like, yeah, we'll go get you one from here. I'm like, all right. I don't know anything from anything as far as burritos go. So, uh, yeah, as far as that goes, no. I don't have that listed but as the number one. And your co you have failed plays. you. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's what they everybody seems have. to say right now, yeah.
6: But doesn't it amaze you? I mean, you and I here, we're talking sports. We're trying to get a couple of takes out there. we try to make sense at times. Sometimes we we really go off the deep end. But the one thing that really hit home is the burrito story. No one's yeah. talking about Kawhi Leonard. Is he going to stay in Toronto or leave <laughs> Toronto? No one's talking about the we playoffs. Game two tonight. A little, little bit of feedback. A little bit. The burrito story is the the one that really got people crazy. That's the headliner right there. Yeah, Yeah. right. That's the headliner. People think
7: I'm weird because I've had one burrito in my lifetime. That's fine. That's fine. I'm just Team Taco. I'm Team Taco over Team Burrito. That's how I get down. But I've got one tweet for you, Andy. Can I read this tweet for you if you're talking about Kawhi Leonard? yeah, Yeah. This is from David. You know, we're out on an island seemingly by ourselves as far as the Raptors go. We are not throwing rose petals at the feet. Of the Raptors and Masai Ujiri for making this bold move, getting Kawhi Leonard, we got to see either a championship or we got to see Kawhi Leonard re-signing over there. David is on the island with us. He tweets in and says, "Agree 100% with your take on Kawhi Leonard and the Raptors. Yes, the trade, quote unquote, gamble only pays off if the Raptors win a title or the Raptors re-sign Leonard." The adulation of the trade by multiple pundits has been confusing and misguided.
6: Amen. Let me, okay, let me say this. The f- I don't know David on Twitter. I-, I couldn't pick him out in the lineup. I have no idea. The fact that he uses the words adulation and pundits, this guy's got an IQ maybe a triple digits now. Really, most smart of the guy. IQs, Yeah, smart guy. He's gone past the twelfth grade. He's got a triple-digit IQ, <laughs> and I, 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 pre, I, I'm almost intimidated by him. I got to admit it. Really, okay. I'm almost intimidated, really, because <laughs> most of the guys are in my league with double-digit IQs. That's my league. But you know, adulation. I had to look it up. I got to admit it. I had to look it up, and believe me, he probably won a spelling bee. This guy, David, really adulation. He might him, he yeah, might have. I don't know. Smart and pundits guy,
7: but- I think this just, is good for us. This helps our take look even better
0: yes. when a smart guy
7: like David says, you know what? I agree. I sign off on that take.
6: We're looking I even, tell you even better right now. David, if you're continuing on the radio, if you're listening, do me a favor. Do be a favor. Call us at 877-99 on Fox to kind of... F- Free me from the fact that I'm saying that you've gone past the 12th grade. I just want to know your education because I'm so impressed because you've uplifted the listenership of this show. 877-996-6369 for David. I know it's going to happen now. You've got 37 Davids calling up now, but I want the David who used the word adulation and pundits in the same tweet because we don't normally get that. That's yeah. good. This is a Yo, good thing.
7: Are you a Texas Hold'em guy at all, Andy? No. Have you played Texas no. Hold'em? No. 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 Okay. No. I'm still going to give you a Texas Hold'em comparison <laughs> to the NBA okay. Finals. <laughs> okay. Right. Would well, it worked Sorry. better if you had, but that's okay. You don't spend right. your time in the poker rooms. There's no, no problem at all. I Thank look at you. it like this if we're talking about the gamble for the Raptors, I think that sometimes you can make a bad gamble in uh, Texas Hold'em and it still works out. That doesn't mean you made the right move. You just lucked out. You sucked out, you know? Right. right. And I think that's. Where the Raptors are at least now being up one nothing, where they sucked out the first game, I think they're going to end up losing the series. But the way I look at Messiah Ujiri and this move trading for Kawhi Leonard, I think the Raptors, uh, their roster, if it's a starting hand in Texas Hold'em, you get two cards, right? So the best starting hand is pocket aces. I would say it's about pocket jacks is the Raptors roster. They play great defense. Kawhi Leonard is sensational. I'd say they've got a roster that's around pocket jacks. If you look at the Warriors with KD at full strength, they're pocket aces, no doubt about it. With him being injured, I'd say they're pocket kings. They don't take a dramatic step backward. If you go all in with pocket jacks, knowing your opponent has pocket kings, you're crazy. Now, you could get a flop, it could work out in your favor, that sort of thing, you can suck out, but you are getting dominated and are willing to risk all of your chips while the odds aren't in your favor. I think that's crazy to begin with, and if this doesn't work out, if you go all in with pocket jacks, knowing your opponent has pocket kings, and you lose... I, you don't. I don't know how you're getting the benefit of the doubt for
6: making a move like that. It's crazy to me. Okay, but I want to put the brakes on this for just a second. I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with David. I'm with you. And I, I kind of be, I, I say the same that the fact is that this whole gamble doesn't mean squat unless they win or Kawhi resigns. Yes. However, let's go back a second. I have no problem with them making the gamble. I have no problem with that because, you know, you have to give yourself a shot. And what they did, they got Danny Green in that deal as well. And and the point of the matter is this. I think basically it's not a bad thing that they did. Now, it will be a failure if, A, they lose the, the series, which they will, and B, if they lose Kawhi, which they will. But the point is this. It was successful till now. Up till now, it's been very successful. They've had a great season, a great run, and they're in the finals. So let's not knock anything until it happens, which I think it will happen anyway.
7: I go the other way on this one, Andy. This is where I go the other way. Because you have got to have the results for this to work out. I, I always look at it like this. Timing is everything, especially in sports. You would like this because you're a baseball guy. Our guy Vinay, he's a big baseball guy as well, our producer. So he'll like this also. (laughs) I am totally fine with swinging for the fences as long as the timing is right. Okay? Like, think of it with baseball, apply it to the Raptors. All right. If you're leading in the fifth inning and you're at the plate, you're hitting, and it's a 3-1 count, you want to swing for the fences? By all means, go for it. It's the right situation to do that. If there's a different situation where it's a tie game, bottom of the ninth inning, you've got a runner on third base, you know, you've got an 0 2 count and you're swinging for the fences, you're a moron. It's not the right time to do it. It's situational. So I don't look at the Raptors and say, hey, you swung for the fences, man. That is just admirable. I look at you guys, you're swinging for the fences when they added Kevin Durant to a 73 win team. You're still up one nothing in the series. You lucked out that KD has been unavailable to this point. You're still underdogs in the series. And you right. made a trade that could set you back for years if Kawhi Leonard doesn't re-sign. And I think the odds are better that he doesn't re-sign. So in my mind, I would, I would it has add. to work out for you to make this move because it's not the right time to do it with the Warriors towering over everybody with the talent that they have.
6: I want to go with Vinay on this because Vinny's a baseball guy, and I can relate to this. Look at the baseball situation here. July 31st is a trade deadline and there are sellers and buyers and we know that. It's done in the past, right Vinay? You're with me on this. and I I have no problem with teams who are trying to make a pennant run and make a a playoff run Mm -hmm. going to rent a player from July 31st, August 1st to the end of the season and they may lose that player at the end of the season. I have no problem with that. It's a great thing for the fans and it's a great thing for that team to push them over the hump. That's basically what Toronto has done with Kawhi Leonard. They rented him for a Year. He's going to be gone. I don't think he's going to stay in Toronto. I think he's an LA guy, he's a California guy. He'll probably end up on the Clippers.
7: But the same thing holds true, Andy. It depends on what you're giving up to get that player and what the likelihood is that you win a championship. Are the odds in your favor? If you give up a couple of young players, a couple of guys in your farm system, a couple of big time prospects to rent a player, And the odds still aren't in your favor to win a Mm -hmm. World Series. I look at you like, what the hell are you doing? That's how I look at the Raptors. The only way I won't look at the Raptors and say, what the hell are you doing? Is if they win a championship or re-sign Kawhi Leonard. Short of either of those things happening, I am not giving Messiah Ujiri credit for just going for it in a climate when the Warriors have added KD to a 73-win team. I think that is just, right. that's just, you're the short stack at the poker table, you're desperate, you push all your chips to the middle of the table when the odds aren't in your favor. I don't applaud the guy who does that and loses all his chips. I look at that guy
6: like he's out of his mind. So I'm not well, going to do an about-face and all of a sudden applaud Messiah Ujiri. You're exactly right. I think that right now was a desperation move, and uh, Kawhi—it was desperation for Kawhi also. He wanted out of San Antonio. It was desperation for him. He got the money. It was good for him. Yeah, he he got traded. There's nothing he could have done, you know. Right, but he—he wanted out of San Antonio. He didn't want to play there. He refused to play there last year. Remember that. But this—why? This one-neck-two-chain sends a tweet to you and I, and he says, "Wait a minute." Did no just compare the often playoff bound and finals participant to the Cleveland Browns? Did you yes. say hot take or hot toddy take because you have to be drinking or smoking something? Why is he <laughs> attacking you like that? I don't get it. I thought it was a pretty good comparison yeah. with the Cleveland Browns. Because He's an angry he, man. He's an angry no, man. That because because let, let me clean up. I'll try to help him <laughs> and help you. You're not comparing the teams. You're comparing the fans yeah. because the fans are so excited when they make the playoffs. Right. Like right now in Toronto, they're leaping for joy. Why have they never been yeah. there before? They've touched something they've never touched before right. I'm comparing the history
7: of right. those teams like you look at the Browns they've made it to the AFC championship game you know they've made it far in the playoffs before they've just had a lot of horrible seasons so if they were to make it to the Super Bowl the reaction would be like that's good enough that's the point right. is right. sometimes good is good enough for bad franchises and the Raptors this is their first ever trip to the Finals. And that's why a lot of people are like, The gamble paid off already. No, no, no. It's just that the standards are so low for the Raptors right. and their right. sucky history, which is comparable to the Browns. That's the comparison. And the Bengals. And the Bengals. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right? If the Bengals yeah. ended up making it to the Super Bowl Super, people the be playoffs. Like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. They're not saying that for the Steelers. They're not saying that for the Patriots, right? Like proud franchise. Expectation that levels had, vary. Yeah. Right, 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 right. So it's just, it's a lower bar for the Toronto Raptors. And that helps Messiah Jiri get the benefit of the doubt right. already. We're just not willing to go there. We have higher standards, Andy Furman.
6: Thank Yes. And you and I have higher standards. We certainly do. Right. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. Get us on Twitter. You could be like one neck, two chains if you want to. How? At the No Show, NOE Show, at Andy Furman FSR or 877 99 on Fox. That's 877 996 6369. We're waiting for David to give us a call. The line up this hour, Bottom Barrel Betting, hour number three, The chic himself, Alex Marvez, Fox Sports Radio's NFL Insider, and Brian
0: Noah knows picks, but Tiger takes a real swing, and he hits hard. That's next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play, from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.
10: At Farmers Insurance, we know every windshield collision has a unique sound. Beetle. Bird poop. Drone. Seen it? Covered it. Talk to Farmers. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum.
4: Underwritten by Farmers, truck fire insurance, exchanges, and affiliates. Products not available in every state.
6: Here's your real-life schmuck. We'll tell you who in just about a minute. 21 past the hour. This is Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian Noam, Andy Furman, and we are Proudly brought to you by Discover. Go further than ever with the Discover at Miles card. They automatically match the miles you earned at the end of your first year, so your 35,000 miles could become 70,000. Discover at Miles. Limitations apply. Discover match for new card members only. Learn more at discover.com slash travel. And guess what? Guess what? We got a tweet from our guy David, and I was kinda right on a little bit. I thought the guy mm-hmm. was a semi genius. He says, Yes, I do have an education beyond the twelfth grade. Bachelors of the Arts in 08. Masters in Business in ten. Masters in Healthcare Administration in twelve. Wow. Thanks for the compliment. Love listening to you guys. We love you too. The guy's a freaking genius. Here you he go. Should be listen- he-, he should be listening to some other station. I mean uh, NPR. <laughs> NPR. <laughs> David, it's NPR, not us.
7: Please. I love it. That's great. Uh, no, but uh, what are you saying over there? Listen to Fox Sports Radio. We could be I highbrow know. at times, too, I you know? know. I, I mean, know. Bronx Talk Radio isn't exactly highbrow, but we have fun with that, you know? Maybe David digs that one, but I he's
9: am my, the smartest man alive. There it is. That's there our guy, go. David.
7: Yeah, yeah. But it's true, Andy. I don't know why there's so much praise and adulation thus far with the Raptors just getting to the finals. And think about this. If you look at the Raptors, they've trailed in every series of the playoffs. Jamie checked in and corrected me because I pointed out that they were trailing 2-1 against the Sixers. They were trailing 2-0 against the Bucks, And mm-hmm. he just nicely calm, uh, and calmly checks in and says, they were also down one nothing to Orlando. Remember them losing to the oh, Magic right. in Game 1 at home. Yeah. Yeah. So I wrote back to him and I'm like, it seems like it's... It'd be pretty odd for the Raptors to trail in every series except for the finals against the Warriors, right? So I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're certainly going to be trailing and losing this series, and it just shows you how low the bar is when it comes to the Raptors. But you kind of
6: sound—you're coming across now—you really don't want them to win. You really don't want the. There's like a little bit of hate in your voice. It really is because Brian Grimes tweets us, says, you guys are wrong on the Raptors. Teams can't sit idle waiting down Golden State to break up. This move in the West might be suspect but in the East, the money and publicity of a finals run are worth the risk. I'm not so certain there. It, it's no. a heck of a risk. This is a big time risk. You know what? Really and truly, Toronto just threw it all out there. They did. And they probably knew yeah. that going in. We got quiet landed. Hopefully we'll get to the finals, maybe win a title and maybe keep him. You know, if that all falls, it's like a deck of cards that falls down. Desperate move. It's a desperate move.
7: Like, that's the thing. You're the short stack, and you made a move out of desperation. And sometimes that can come back to bite you. Just look at the Houston Rockets right now. Last year, they were one win away from getting to the finals. And they give Chris Paul a ridiculous extension. And the common talking point was... Well, you got to go for it. You were that close. You got to give him this contract. He still has, Andy, three years and $124 million left he'll, on he'll that never deal. never see the end of it. Oh, my gosh. It. There's a reason why Daryl Morey is like, the team is up for trade, right? I, I'm willing yeah. to trade the whole roster over there. You've got a guy in Chris Paul... He's played just 61 games or fewer in each of the last three seasons. He's completely on the decline. He's 34 years old. It was an absurd deal that they gave him because they think that they're closer to beating the Warriors than they actually are. If you look at the Raptors, everybody's in knee-jerk reaction mode, prisoner of the moment mode. They're in the finals. They got a one nothing lead. Everything's great. This is the peak, in my mind, of where they're going to get in the finals. And then reality's going to set in. The right. Warriors are going to smack them around. The Warriors are going to win. Kawhi's going to leave. And all of a sudden, you gave up a first-round pick. Everybody okay, loves but what Pascal not- Siakam. One, yeah. one quick point, Andy, and yeah. I'll go. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but you look at Pascal Siakam. Great game won. 14 of 17 from the you field. You'll never see it again. You'll never see but he's a good player. 27th overall pick. You look at the Raptors in this deal, they gave up what turned out to be the 29th overall pick. And I understand that your odds aren't great of finding a big-time impact player that late in the draft. But it happens It does happen. Jimmy Butler's a 30th overall pick. Tony Parker's a late-round pick. You could go on and on and on with second-round picks that have panned out. So for this idea of how else can you do it? What else can you possibly do if you're the Raptors? You could do what the freaking Warriors did and build through the draft, and they don't have all high picks that have panned out. Draymond's a second-round pick.
6: But it all will not be gloom and doom if, in fact, they win it and still lose Kawhi Leonard. Because they, they made the gamble, they won the right. title, and Absolutely, that's it. Right. If they
7: win a title, it's well worth it. But you've no got to either win a title or keep Kawhi Leonard. Right. They don't have to do both. No, they, no. They One of the two, it. and I'll be right. like, it paid off. I'm with but, you. But with without you. either? No. Just getting to right. the finals is not
6: good enough. It's not good enough. I'm with you. And you know what? Maybe there's a situation where they lose to Golden State and Kawhi says, you know what? I like it here. I think we're this close to yeah. coming back. We could do it again. Yeah. Although they got to worry about the 76ers, as you mentioned early on. They may be the team to beat next year in the East. But we'll see what happens because there could be some movement in the East with KD maybe going to the Knicks. So a lot of things are happening. A lot of things are falling into place. But the one thing that fell into place, which was really ugly, was the other day when Tiger was did shooting an even part 72 in the second round of the Memorial. That was on Friday. Then he took out the hammer. To his former swing coach, Hank Haney, and rightfully so. This guy was suspended for insensitive racial remarks he made on Sirius XM on the PGA radio show. Let me just say this. This is a true – they should make a statue of Hank Haney as the number one schmuck in 2019. I mean, you look – I mean, if you could learn from the past, learn from the past, if you're in doubt – of saying anything that may be, may be controversial, insensitive, racial, stay away, button the mm-hmm. lip. But but he went right out. I'm not going to repeat it. I'm not going to say it. I think it's ridiculous. And I want to know how stupid this guy Haney is. I just well, don't understand. I don't I get mean, it. I think,
7: I think you can essentially talk about it while still being responsible, right? Like, he was on, we're talking and he's on this golf channel, right? He's a golf guy, and he was like, I could name maybe six LPGA <laughs> to tour names. I, I could, I could basically name six golfers. I, I, no, I said I, I wouldn't be able to name more than six golfers on the LPGA tour. That's disrespectful, one because you're a golf guy, right? right. Like right. you shouldn't be saying that. You're the expert, right? And then he mentioned Asian. He mentioned an Asian woman would probably win this latest tournament, and he, he couldn't. You know, name their names. Essentially, is what he was talking about. Right. And it's it's just one of these deals where you're the golf guy, man. And if you're talking about a specific race of people like that, just doesn't fly, man. It's not a good look at all.
6: Well, you know, uh, Michelle Wee went after him big time on Twitter. I mean, it was it was amazing. I mean, it's like shame on you, Hank Haney. Really, I mean, to me, a sports talk host, a general schmuck like myself. I could see that happening there, but you are the golf guy. People are tuning into right. that t- channel on SiriusXM just for golf information, and you are the so-called expert, the guy who's going give to me, give me all the information I need to know on golf, and you're going to start doing that. You know, you, people think they're funny. You don't need to be funny right. to, to have people listen. You could be informative, yeah. and you don't have to be funny, and especially making fun of people. That's not even funny. Right. It, it's just insensitive. it's bad I, I, I think that look if let's say it like this
7: if um you know we're doing the show and like women's softball is everywhere on the ESPN networks right yeah. now. good lord I <laughs> turned on ESPN it's women's softball if we said something like man, you know I couldn't name six players that play softball. Over, I don't think that's incredibly insensitive. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It just depends on how you go about it and what the context is. Now, if you double down and you're talking about Asian players and not being, now we're getting crazy over here, Hank Haney. Yeah.
6: Right. And look, I, I will tell you right now, there's a lot of sports that I could go out there and say I can't name a dozen players in that sport. Yeah, you right. It's right. not insensitive. No. You know, I, I'm not here to say I know everything about everything in sports. I have a take. You have a take. We have opinions. And that's what we do. We're like columnists in newspapers on the radio. That's what we do. We have right. opinions. And everybody cannot know every player. That's what no. we have the internet. Well, look oh, at, I, say I, I don't that, know every roster.
7: Yeah, I say that all the time about college football. And not just, you know, the, you know, the McGillicuddy States and Billy Bob Techs of the world. We're talking major power five college football. There are plenty of teams. If I just said, hey, name someone from Georgia Tech right now, you know, name someone from a a legitimate team, like a top 25 team. How many players can you name from UCF right now? You know, like stuff like that. Right. It's tough to keep up with all of that stuff. So it it applies to other sports as well. No doubt.
6: No doubt about that. By the way, he's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. Get us on Twitter at The No Show, NOE Show, at Andy Furman FSR, or 877 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We're live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Smoke really gets in your eyes. We'll tell you all about it next. But first, the latest from the big B himself, Brian Fentley.
3: And apparently, guys, also the big villain, according to Andy Furman. The French Open reaching fourth-round play. Roger Federer is on the court warming up with Leonardo Meyer. They're starting in moments. Earlier in the day, Marquette of winning in straight sets over Anastasia Sevastova, 6 6-love. And just gone final, Petra Markic takes out Kaya Kanepi in three sets. Andy Ruiz Jr., who's clearly never done an ab workout in his life, knocking out Anthony Joshua in the seventh round to claim three heavyweight belts. The Bruins are now two games away from the Stanley Cup title after embarrassing the Blues 7-2, Boston went 4-for-4 four four on the power play. Blues goalie Jordan Bennington got benched after allowing five goals. What a train wreck! The Dodgers wrecked the Phillies 4-3 in walk-off fashion. Will Smith, not your favorite actor from iRobot hit the go-ahead home run in the bottom of the ninth, And the Cardinals ganging up on the Cubs 7-4 after nearly 7 hours. St. Louis hit back-to-back home runs in the 8th. Rain delayed the game about 3.5 hours. Hey, online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Two forward Duke Blue Devils, Yulu and Celine Boutier are tied for the lead at 7 under through three rounds at the U.S. Women's Open. Fox TV is broadcasting the final round starting today at 2 p.m. Eastern. We'll be back with Andy Furman and Brian No in a moment.
10: But first, a word from our friends at Farmers. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it? Covered it. Talk to Farmers. We
4: are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.
3: Andy, I hear that tournament is looking for caddies. I think you'd make a good fit. I'll put in a good word for you.
6: I'd rather drive one, really. That's what I'll do. <laughs> there we go. Thank you, BBC. See in about an hour. He's Brian Noah. I'm Andy Furman. He's lucky he's got a gig. So relax. That's coming right up. As I mentioned, Brian Noah, Andy Furman here on Fox Sports Sunday. And welcome, everybody. Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. We're brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. And of course, bottom barrel betting in less than 10 minutes. And I know this was bugging you, B, for a while. This OBJ, Odell Beckham Mm. Jr., with the uh, volunteer, voluntary training and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That bugs you, doesn't it? It bugs me. It bugs me. throw, Throw the term voluntary away. I think that if you want to develop chemistry and be a Winning organization in any sport, forget voluntary, either dump the thing altogether or make them show. The voluntary garbage is garbage. I don't like the voluntary thing.
7: Well, I just look at it with Odell Beckham Jr. And with him staying away, I just don't know why he'd have that approach. It doesn't make sense to me. This is a brand new team. If you look at Baker Mayfield, your new quarterback, you haven't thrown passes and caught passes together for years and years and years. It takes time to establish chemistry. You look at guys like Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison, how much they worked and worked and worked. Reps, reps, reps. It takes time to get on the same page to that degree. Why you would stay away, it's not like they've been teammates for five, six years, and they have this thing down, and Odell's just going to work out on his own. That'd be a different deal. It's a brand new team. And you're staying away... And also, if you want to get there and you want to be one of the influencers, you want to be one of the leaders, you got to be there to do that. And he's not there. It doesn't make sense to me. I think it's a bad move on his part.
6: I'll go one step further. If it wasn't a brand new team for him, I understand he's getting a second life and he's a brand new team. I get it and a new teammate. But even if he wasn't, I just think that chemistry means so much for team play. Yeah, you got to be there. Even if yeah. he was a veteran, I mean, you just got to be there to learn the snaps, the intricacies, the players that are on your team, yeah. the ins and outs. You got to learn that. And for him not to be there, and I think the NFL is doing it or the Players Association at least is doing an injustice by throwing that term voluntary out there. Either Either have them and make them vol- you know, voluntary, not involuntary, or get rid of them all together. Because I think for fans, at least, and for coaches, coaches must be going nuts not knowing well, who's going to show up on these deals. Yeah, it's terrible. Well,
7: I, I look at it where I really understand where you're coming from if it's a voluntary workout and you're there. Or the other way around when you're not there and it's voluntary. Right. I look at Odell Beckham Jr. That tells me a lot about yes. the guy with him not being there when he does have the choice not to be there. Like, this is a brand new team, and you need to establish a culture. You need to set an example for the young guys that, hey, I'm an established star in this league. This is voluntary, but I'm here because this matters. You don't want the younger guys to look at you as the example and say, Well, he's not here. Maybe, maybe I don't need to be here. And like, that's not the type of tone you want to set. That's what he's setting. Look at Antonio Brown, established star in the NFL. His production has been off of the freaking charts. New team with the Raiders. He's there. He's catching passes from Derek Carr. They're working on chemistry, statement. The guy is there. That matters. And OBJ is like, no, 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 I'm just going to do some, uh, some squats on my own. It's ridiculous. And the secondary
6: problem for that when he's not there, it causes a rift with fans and media. The media, look, we're talking about it. If he was there, we wouldn't talk about it. We're talking about it, all the negatives by him not being there. If he was there and maybe could say, I I tweaked a a thigh muscle, I'm not working out. But as long as you're there, just be there. What else could you possibly be doing with your life, the amount of money you've been given to play football? What else is more important right now them being right. there. That's you got to be like a professional. And this no, is not a right professional
7: there. move. I think that it's a selfish move. And I also think that it's him, as a young guy, not seeing the big picture. I you. think he looks at it like a lot of other people look at it like, good Lord, you guys sound like get off my lawn, guys. You know? No, like He's working no. out. Everything's fine. He's going to have a big season. They're going to have chemistry. It's going to be fine. Like That's how they look at it. They don't it see the big now. picture. But it, it starts does. now. Yes. Right. But the... The ripple effect of you need strong leadership to have great results. Look at what happened with the Steelers last year Mm -hmm. with all the back and forth with Big Ben, Antonio Brown. They had weak leadership. Look at the Celtics with Kyrie Irving throwing the young guys under the bus. Leadership matters. You've got to have a strong locker room in terms of that. It's not just talent. We're in this day and age where we think talent just trumps everything. If that were true, you wouldn't have had the Celtics get rolled over in four straight losses by the by the Bucs. You know, they've got the talent. They just don't have the leadership. Same thing with the Steelers. You think if the Steelers had strong leadership with all their talent last year, they still wouldn't have made the playoffs? There's no way. There's no – leadership
6: matters, and OBJ is not a leader. Not even close. I'm with you right there. Speaking of leaders, what about Rick Pitino? The Hall of Fame coach who got the boot from the University of Louisville now has the nerve to attack the fans in Greece. He's coaching in Greece right now. He's attacking them for smoking in the arena. That's what they do. You know, (laughs) he says it shows a lack of respect for the players. You know, Rick, honestly, you're lucky you got a gig. You really, you really do. I mean, honest, I know I, I love him as a coach, but the last thing you got to do is attack the fans and where you where you work. You're attacking the fans in their hometown where they were. They've been there way before you. They'll be there after you. What they do is go to games and they enjoy a smoke. Would I like to do it? No. What I I, I hate, I remember years ago you'd see film on TV, the black and white film with the smoke haze in the middle of the court hanging over there. Thank goodness that's not there anymore. But that's the way it is in Greece. That's what they do. And if you have to choke at halftime, I'm sorry. That's what they do. But now he's going nuts. And he says, I smoke cigars on a golf course, but there's Nobody around, but you're in an arena of 10,000. They're smoking the players are choking. Come on. Rick. I agree with him. I'm on Team
7: Rick Bettino on this one, Andy. It's crazy that you're smoking but he have in gone an public. arena. I, I don't have a problem with it. If he comes really? out and says, you know what? I think this is outdated. We should be smoking in the arena where players are playing in. I'm fine with that. I don't have an issue with it. I know it's the custom. Great. Fine. Customs change. I think this one should change too.
6: Well, you know what? It's different in Europe. You know, and I've been there. I mean, I, I've been to Bulgaria when I adopted my two boys in Bulgaria.
7: nice, yeah.
6: And, and look, they smoke in the airport. They smoked in the hotels. I couldn't breathe in the hotel we stayed in, Sofia, Bulgaria. I couldn't <laughs> even see the lobby. It was like a, like a, a, a smog. There was so uh-huh. much smoke. That's what they do. I mean, when, when the people come in to clean the rooms, after they clean the room, I said to my wife, hey, they were here. What do you, how do you know? Smell it. The smoke. The cigarette <laughs> smoke. That's what they do. It's That's fine. Place. But R- Patino's like, yeah, smoke everywhere but here. Yeah, customs yeah, well, change. Let's do it. Yeah, Trailblazer right. over there, Rick Patino. Let me light up a little bit here. Can I light up? Can I there go. smoke, smoke in your on face? the show? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Why not? You know, people used to smoke in studios. I mean, do you remember that? Have all over there? the place. I <laughs> They've smoked on airplanes. It's crazy. Can I know. Can you imagine going on an
7: airplane and people are just lighting up left and they right? They
6: still have the ashtrays, though, on
7: the seats in between That's the funny, seats. That's funny, man. Yeah. It really is. Yeah.
6: I'm glad they don't smoke on planes anymore. That's oh, that, terrible, I'm happy man. about that. Terrible, Brian O. No Andy Furman, i tell you what. Call it luck or call it skill.
0: We call it bottom barrel betting. And it's all yours next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field.
10: At Farmers Insurance, we know the sound of a perfect hot air balloon landing, and a less than perfect one. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, bum,
6: bum, bum,
4: bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchange and affiliates. Products not available in every state.
6: Butt a barrel betting coming right up. He's Brian. No, I'm Andy Furman. This is Fox Sports Sunday. About eleven minutes before the top of the hour. Hey, we got a game to play. What are we waiting for? Let's do it. Yes, it is. And your host, the one and only Vinny. VENEY!
9: What's up, guys? Vinay, what's What's going on? Not a whole lot. So, um, not great showing last Uh week. Oh, oh. Brian Uh and Andy both going two and two. Should have come out with a tiebreaker on that one.
6: Like you made it sound like we didn't get anything right. Two and
9: two. I don't know.
6: You know, you got to get an odd amount of questions because, like, two and two, you got to have like, you know. Well, that's why I said I needed
9: I needed a tiebreaker there. Right.
7: If you grade on that Toronto Raptors curve, we did an outstanding job.
9: <laughs> yeah, I could give you that. I could give you that. Yeah, we can get that. So uh, if we're gonna give out a winner, then uh, we'll uh, add up the totals of uh, Kyle Lowry picks because that's uh, sticking around throughout the playoffs. I believe that will put Brian ahead because he's nice. had the most. Correct uh, picks when it comes to uh, Kyle Lowry's yeah, but we're not doing It's a good tiebreaker. Yeah. But, but we're not right doing that. No.
6: We just do week by week. It's exactly
9: yeah.
7: what we do. Yeah. I win.
9: So we're doing week by week. So it's two and two. So we tied up. So we'll, uh, we'll 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 backtrack one game. We're gonna go with three this week. Yeah. First up, Kyle Lowry again. Points against the Warriors. <laughs> Scored seven points last week. Mm. I'm setting the line at nine points. Ooh. Over under. What do you guys got? Ahead, Andy, B. you want to go first? You want me yeah, to go first? Yeah, you know first? what?
6: I'm going to say he's going to go over. He shot two for nine, so I think he's going to take more than nine shots. So And, and they need him. They really do. And I think that maybe uh, is not going to go crazy again, so yeah. maybe Lowry pick up the the load. So I'd go over.
7: Yeah, it's it's just such a low
9: number, Vinay. I got to take the over nine points. I think he yeah. gets the double digits. Me too. Yeah. Well, he was averaging around 11, so that's why I was keeping yeah, it there. Nice so man. I decided to go a little bit low, see it could how hit, it goes. Maybe it hit well, in game one, could exactly. It hit also in game two, but I'm going to take the over. All right, so we're going to move on to baseball, where some of the worst are playing today. My Nationals and Max Scherzer Ooh. are oh. facing oh. Andy's Cincinnati Reds and Sunny Gray. The Nationals are a one and a half run favorite. Who you got, guys? Wow, okay, so we're going run line here. By the way, your bullpen
7: over there with the Nationals Oh, It's terrible. Good
9: Lord. It's terrible.
7: Worst in the league. I'm going to take your Nationals over here. We got Scherzer on the bump.
6: I think they win by two runs or more. Yeah, give me the Nationals. I say bring back Dusty Baker. That's what I say. However, I take the Nats. I like the Nats. I just don't see the the Reds beating Scherzer.
9: All right, well, I... after you've made your picks could you get so going far, to give yeah. you a little uh, a tidbit the nationals have only given max three or more runs of support oh, oh now you give us three times this huh? season yeah I'm not, gonna, I'm not i'm not going to give you guys the benefits yeah. beforehand
7: you, admit it admit it vinny you want our records to
9: stink. Yes, you want still,
6: you really, uh, yes. You well, embarrass us.
7: That's what I, you're I want. Do. I
9: want you, bottom really barrel betting. Us. I want bottom barrel betting to be the worst it can be. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And finally, guys, we're going to the WNBA, where Vegas is oh. still, still disrespecting the league by not giving us a line. So it's a straight pick pick'em. We got oh. the Connecticut Sun at the Las Vegas a- Aces. Who you got? By the way, what happened with the Aces last week? Was that one of the questions from last week? Yes, it was. You guys both had the Sparks and the Aces won. Oh, man. That was one of your losers last
7: week. They're coming back to bite me. So the Aces are taking on, who is it again? The Connecticut Sun. Where's the game I'm going Connecticut Sun. You know what? The heck with the Aces. I've got a, a bone to pick with the Aces because... Last season, they were flying around all over the place, and they said, you know what? We're not playing this game. That's a joke. I'm emotional.
6: I'm going against the freaking Aces. Give me the sun. Well, the good news is that that's not going to happen because the game is played in Vegas Day, so they're going to play. They're going to show up. And I'll tell Uh, you what. Not only are they going to show up, I think they're going to win. How's that? I got the Aces. How do you like that?
9: Yeah. There we go. So those are our three. We'll see how we do this week. And I will say, Andy... I am very excited to watch my Nationals probably lose to your Reds today.
6: (laughs) You know what? You have, like, no confidence whatsoever. I don't believe you, really.
9: I I have no confidence in our bullpen. It's just that bad.
6: All right. I tell you what, this guy's back in the spotlight. You're not going to believe who he is. We'll tell you who he is though. next on Fox Sports Radio. Today, he's a cheerleader. That's coming right up. But right now, it's time to say, wake up, America. Yes, it is that time. It's Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. And we are both coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios, brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free. Rate. Quote. The guy himself, the man, the myth, the legend, my partner, my friend, the brains of the outfit. And believe me, he is truly the hottest working man in radio today. My friend, Brian no Hello, B. Hour 3. Boy, things go fast when you're having fun.
7: Great to be here with you, Andy Furman. It has gone fast, by the way. I just ate my apple. Why, I have one more bite to go. You know, I'm eating healthy
6: this morning. No
7: nutrigrain bars, no Pop-Tarts, no Donuts. I'm going apple and orange,
6: baby. Getting That's ready for that 10K about. next year. Getting ready for that 10K, huh? Ooh,
7: I don't know about that, man. Have you ever ran one of those marathons, Sandy?
6: Not a marathon, 10K. I did about 10K. Yeah, yeah. 10K. I- Right now, I couldn't walk 10 blocks, but I did a couple of 10 Ks. You know, it, how many miles how much is you that, lose. by the way? 6.2 miles.
7: 6.2. That's pretty yeah. good, man. Pretty
6: good. But you know, its you just kind of build up to it. I never thought I could do it. And I'll tell you what, there was a runner who ran in the Olympics in Cincinnati. Her name was Julius Ferding And way back in the day, she said when she first started, she ran from her house to the street corner a little further, a little further. I took her advice. I did a little bit more every day. And then when they had the big race here, the flying pig race in Cincinnati. Cincinnati in May several years ago, I registered for the 10K and I finished it. I was happy I finished it. You know, yeah. I did it, did it under an hour. You know, which was a goal of mine. I think it was like 47 minutes. I did it something like that. But I did <laughs> I it. Did, I did my 5K in 41 minutes, Andy. Really? But, but yeah, I, I got yeah, to work on training. my stamina over there. You know, yeah. yeah and it's but, all about training. But and if you, when you stop training, boy, you, you it goes away fast. It really does. I'd like to do it again, but you know, it just I don't know. I did yeah. it and that's it. Move on. I could build up to it. I'll try to train for it next year. It's my
7: knee, man. My knee is rough. It doesn't like running, you know? It <laughs> it's, swells it's up. I had a couple of knee surgeries, so that's the rough part the of it. pounding. Yeah, yeah. If I never had a knee issue, I'd probably like to run a decent amount. I'd probably run a few miles at least a week. But uh yeah, I, I just don't do that because my knee is like, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? And it yeah, swells pad- up. It's, it's not
6: healthy, and I and I have a hip repl. I had a hip replacement several years ago just from the banging and the grinding when I used to do a lot of running. So I've kind of stuck to swimming now. Because oh really? It's, a, oh, it's a great
7: workout. Great swimming, workout. Swimming,
6: swimming's bad. I, I don't. I like it, but I tell you what, you don't feel like you're working out because you don't sweat. I like to sweat, and when you run, <laughs> you sweat. But swimming, don't I you? Know, uh, like don't those. you sit on those bicycles at your gym nude? Is that true about you, Andy? No, pe- I don't. But I've seen people do that at the Cincinnati Athletic Club. Yeah.
7: <laughs> what yes. kind of place do you go to, Andy? You, it's an all male gym. They're literally naked
6: while bicycling well, over there. Well, not they, one guy did it. I saw one guy do it once or twice and that was the end of it for me. <laughs> he put a towel on the seat, put a towel on the seat and then everything was hanging. That was it. By the way, know? by
7: the way, random quick story here real quickly. Yeah. Um, um I always talk about naked gym guy. Naked gym guy, it happens at every workout place you go to. He's naked for an unnecessary amount of time while just basically air drying in the locker room, right? It's an epidemic everywhere. I was in a gym in LA and I thought this was funny. So I was getting a a drink of water. There's a water fountain in the locker room. Uh And so I turn around, there's there's a line and the guy behind me, like I just turned around and I saw that the dude was completely naked but had a towel around his neck. neck. And I just laughed to myself. I'm like, unbelievable. Dude's got a a, a towel around his neck while just hanging out. Like, what is that? I don't understand how people feel so comfortable in the men's locker room just air drying naked. I would never feel that comfortable around complete strangers just being naked, right?
6: I'd never feel comfortable that way. I would do this show. I feel comfortable with you. I would do this show naked <laughs> with you if, I, if if you wanted me to. I would, that's how comfortable sure. I feel with Have you. Have at it, man. It's all you good because we're
7: in yeah. different studios. If we're oh. in the same studio, it'd be an issue. I wouldn't mind. That doesn't bother me. No, you'd be okay. I,
6: <laughs> it doesn't. Man, I, I could care. I, I don't hey, know. whatever
7: works for the show. If you're better right. off that way for the show, for the if sake we of can the increase, show.
6: Yeah. If we could increase listenership and they say, "Look, we'll get fifty thousand listeners if I do it naked," I'll do it. You How's wear that? the towel For around the your neck. Around my neck, yes. right? while being naked on the ship, fine. Yeah. Whatever, whatever. I'll wear works. a mask. I'll even wear a mask <laughs> if you want me to. You know, speaking speaking of this guy, like I I forgot all about him. This guy at one time owned New York City. This guy was on the cover of Time magazine today, as mentioned, coming into the segment. He's nothing more than a cheerleader. He's on the Raptors roster now. Jeremy Lin, remember him? He's mm-hmm. back in the spotlight now, and you're gonna say. Andy, how, how's he back in the spotlight? I remember when he was a Nick, he was all about Sanity. It was crazy in New York City. Well, Lynn today is recommending New York City to free agents, including KD, saying New York is the place to be. How do you like that? Well, uh, that's,
7: yeah, sure, great. I mean, Sanity <laughs> throwing his two cents in there. Okay, you know, uh, I think it'd be so interesting for the league If KD just flat out leaves, but especially if he goes to the Knicks, the Knicks have been so decrepit for so long. And I think that as far as KD's legacy is concerned and how we remember that guy, him going to the Knicks and having great success, that would be mammoth for him. And just that possibility, if he goes there to be thinking, how's it going to unfold for KD? And what are we going to say about that guy when it's all said and done? I absolutely love that backdrop and completely hope it happens.
6: Okay, but there's a backdrop to this story as well. Okay, big deal. He's saying to KD, New York's the greatest. What I worry about, if I'm the Toronto Raptor organizational guy or a fan, he's probably saying the same thing to Kawhi Leonard. I mean, if he's telling KD mm. publicly that New York's the place to be, it's the greatest, you know, made me a star. You know, if you can make it in New York, as they say, you can make it anywhere. Why wouldn't he say that to Kawhi? Why wouldn't Kawhi go to him during a practice session and say, hey, Jeremy, you played in New York. What is it like playing for the Knicks? So he could be the spokesperson to get Kawhi out of Toronto. If he ends up on the Knicks, Kawhi Leonard, blame it on Jeremy Lin.
7: <laughs> I, I wouldn't worry about that because Kawhi is a California kid. You know, those are his roots. So I don't think that Jeremy Lin, even if Jeremy Lin had the sales pitch of sales pitches for Kawhi to go to New York, I just don't see that happening. I wouldn't worry about that as the Raptors organization. You but know, yeah, we, how about this, Lynn Sanity, yeah. getting into the the tabloids over there, the headlines. That was least. big.
6: That was big. He rejuvenated the Knicks for a couple of months back in the 2012 playoff situation. It was great. Maybe hey,
7: what are the chances that Lynn Sanity said to Kawhi, you know, with all these people saying the gamble paid off, the only way it pays off is if you stay here or we win a championship. What do you think he's? Do you think he's doing that? Maybe no. No, it's just
6: you and I that are saying that. It's all about the money. Really, I mean, the rings are great, and if he doesn't get the ring, forget it. Adios, goodbye, because then it's all about the money. Because if he wins the ring in Toronto, there's a slight chance he might stay. I still doubt it, but there's a slight chance. If he loses in the playoffs, adios, muchachos, he's gone. He's Mm -hmm. out of there. Forget it.
7: Yeah, and I just wanted to throw this out there, too. We got a tweet here from Brian Grimes. He checks in and says... You guys are wrong on the Raptors. Teams can't sit idle waiting on Golden State to break up. This move in the West might be suspect, but in the East, the money and publicity of a finals run are worth the risk. That's his take. I just completely disagree, Andy. This idea that you're just sitting idle waiting for the, you know, the Warriors window to change. No one's saying you got to sit idle and do nothing. Improve the team. Just don't mortgage the future. Don't hamstring yourself. Don't do what the Rockets did. The Rockets are in a terrible spot right now with Chris Paul having $124 million left on his three-year contract. Like That's what's left on his four-year deal. Three years, 124. It's crazy.
6: Mike D'Antoni knows that. Believe me, he knows
7: that. And the Raptors, if Kawhi leaves, you actually set the franchise backward (laughs) by getting by by trading DeMar DeRozan and a first-round pick. Everybody loves Pascal Siakam right now. He was a 27th overall pick. You gave up a 29th overall pick and a chance to maybe find an impact player that late in the first round. They do exist. They're not all over the place. But I just disagree with this thought of, oh, yeah, you don't just sit idle and do nothing. No one's saying you got to sit idle. I'm just saying you don't mortgage the future in an effort to go for everything right here, right now, when the odds aren't in your favor. but you know you've what? got the-, the Warriors still with a greatly talented roster.
6: Yeah. As I mentioned early on, it happens all the time in the game of baseball. They'll trade their prospects in July 31st, and the trade deadline rolls around because there's buyers and sellers. And for those teams that think they have a shot for postseason play, they will give up their future, mortgage their future, to rent a player from August 1st till the end of the season to get them into postseason play. Happens in baseball all the time. That's right. All the time.
7: It, It does, but it depends on two things. It depends on what you're giving up and what your realistic chances are of winning a championship. And if you say, man... We still don't, the odds still aren't in our favor to win a championship. And we're significantly mortgaging the future. Let's say there's this team in baseball that's just towering over everybody talent-wise. If you're mortgaging the future to go for it in that moment, I think it's a bad gamble. I keep going back to Texas Hold'em. That's the best comparison I can make. It's not as if, if you're at the poker table and you aren't going all in on every hand. It's not like, you've got no guts. no stones over there it's about timing okay it doesn't mean you don't have guts it doesn't mean that you lack courage at all you're just looking for the right opportunity to be aggressive and in my mind this right here right now with the warriors as talented as they are this isn't the right time to be mortgaging the
6: future to go all in i don't agree with it but the point is this Tell that fan base in Toronto that because they already are celebrating and they've reached someplace, a milestone that they've never been before, and they're they're ecstatic. They really are. Because as you mentioned, and we talked about this, the bar has been set so low, the expectation level was, oh, not only did we make the playoffs, which is super, we're at the finals. So whatever happens now is gravy for them. It's icing on the cake. It's all about expectation levels, really, because I live in Cincinnati. If they make the playoffs, this place goes nuts. They go crazy. Right. Because that's what their history sucks. Yeah. Same thing they're, with the they're, Raptors. It's a bad bad organization.
7: Same yeah. with Toronto. The bad yeah. organization. They got low standards over there. And they're confusing a title, like a, a finals appearance with a finals triumph. It's right? right. just because they've right. had a bad history. That's the bottom line. And the other thing is people think I'm out on an island on this one. I, I don't say it's one hundred percent impossible to fathom that the Raptors could still be in the same position had they never made the trade. I know DeMar DeRozan has had his playoff failures before, but the guy, we talk about this guy like he was just a complete train wreck disaster in the playoffs. And what he's done, his averages in the playoffs, he's averaging 22 points You know, what he did for this last season was really good with the Spurs. What he's done over his career has been pretty decent. We talk about him like he's never made a shot in the playoffs before. He's certainly, make no mistake, he's certainly not Kawhi Leonard. I'm not confusing those two. But am I going to sit here and act like the 76ers were absolutely unbeatable had the Raptors not tweaked their roster and added Kawhi Leonard? Like, I'm supposed to believe that the Raptors had no chance whatsoever with DeMar DeRozan to beat the 76ers or the Bucks. I'm not going to go there. So I don't even believe that this is the only way they could have possibly made it to this stage. I don't believe that to be the case either. Well,
6: I would say this much. I don't know if they would have made it to this stage with the same roster with Dwayne Casey still as coach. I, I disagree
7: the, with that too. Like Nick no, like, the, the coach of the year. Like, yeah, Nick Nurse has had a, good, Nick had a Nurse good. He's had a good playoff made, run. There's he, no doubt.
6: Tremendous playoff run and the the, the, uh, the adjustments that he's made. Yes, unbelievable. Putting yes.
7: Kawhi on yes. Giannis was unbelievable. Right? Yes, there. It, was it was a great
6: move. He's done a good job. No, but
7: I'm not going to sit here and yeah. believe that. Well, Dwayne Casey couldn't have done the same thing if he he had this current roster or if they hadn't made a trade. I don't believe that either.
6: And I'm a big fan of Dwayne Casey. And I remember when he was at Kentucky. And I think he got a raw deal. And I'm glad he's back in the NBA. I'm glad he's working. And I think he got a raw deal in Toronto. Guy gets coach of the year and he gets booted out. That's yeah. that's insane. But I don't know if they would have done it with Dwaneke. Sometimes you need a change. And this this coaching staff right now in Toronto, it's been the changes and the adjustments wow. have been tremendous, tremendous. And it's gotten
7: moves. them to the finals. But you got to do more than that. If you go all in, you can't come close. To man, you almost won that hand. You lost, (laughs) like you lost every chip you had, but you came close. Like, no, it's about either winning the finals or re-signing Kawhi Leonard. That has to happen for this to be a success. But just getting to the finals, that's the same thing at the poker table where you're close. You almost won that hand. You didn't. I'm not going to give you praise for that. It's about the result. It's not about being in position to get the result.
6: You're exactly right. He's Brian No. You want to challenge him? I welcome you to. You could do it on Twitter at the No Show, N-O-E Show, at Andy Furman FSR. We'll read them. We'll retweet them if they're worthy. Not everybody gets a shot here, only if they're <laughs> worthy. Or eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox, Eight seven seven nine nine six sixty three sixty nine. And bottom of the hour, the Sheik will be here. That's Alex Marvez. He's Fox Sports Radio's NFL Insider. That would be at 830 on the East Coast. We follow that up with nose picks, which are always tremendous. But right now,
0: isn't it really about time? We'll explain that next.
10: At Farmers Insurance, we know the sound of a perfect hot air balloon landing, and a less than perfect one. Farmers! Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum,
4: bum, bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.
6: There should be no argument now. That's coming right up. He's Brian Noah. I'm Andy Furman. This is Fox Sports Sunday, about 21 minutes past the hour. Bottom of the hour, Alex Marvez will join you. He's a chic Fox Sports Radio's NFL insider. But right now. I think here's a story that there should be, as I mentioned, no argument whatsoever. Many times, B, you and I will talk about something, a subject matter, and you'll take one take, I'll take another. Not premeditated, mm-hmm. but just, just the way we feel from the heart. Yeah. i got to believe that right here on this topic, there should be no argument whatsoever. Because the other night, a young child was struck by a ball off the bat of Albert Almora Jr. in Houston, uh I was the one years ago was against netting to the foul poles. Mm. I said, you know, why do it? Baseball's been around over 100 years, and no one's ever complained over the last five, 10 years. They're complaining, but now there's no argument. Safety first. Yeah, I also said people are using their cell phones, they can't pay attention. You know what? It's fine. Because you cannot pay attention to every freaking pitch in the game of baseball. That's just, you just can't yeah. do it. But you look down at your phone. Baseball does promote that in-game app, so you can look down at your phone for that. But if you're going to get hit by a ball, you know, do everything in, in, in God's way power to avoid that by putting up that netting from foul pole to foul pole. That's what you got to do.
7: Yeah, and I've sat behind the net before, and it's not distracting. It's not a bad thing at all. So if they decide to do that, and it's just a matter of time until they do. Because you're right. There are some people, like, if they're not staring at their cell phone, some people go and read books. I, I never I've understand that. that. <laughs> They'll read books at games. But there are sometimes young kids. That's a little toddler that got hit at the Astros game the other day. And even if she's paying complete attention the whole time, like, if the screaming line drive is fast enough, there's, there's nothing that a young kid can do. So... Yeah, I think it's overdue, and I think it's just a matter of time until they make that adjustment.
6: Well, you talk about a young kid, and like, I don't know how long it's going to take because, first of all, there was a woman who died last year. Last August, if you remember, Dodger Stadium, Linda Goldblum. The late Linda Goldblum, 79 years young, she was sitting in a second deck seat behind home plate when a foul ball cleared the netting and struck her in the head. Four days later, she died. So now you got death. Now, how long is it going to take before they put these nets up? And I've seen some players on Twitter the last several days kind of campaigning and championing the fact that Mm -hmm. baseball get with it. Get with it. Yeah. Rob Manfred's more concerned with like the, the speed of pitches or in-between pitches or guys stepping out of the batter's box. This is life and death now, and I don't get it. I, I guess he's fearful of like the big-time season ticket holders who sit behind third and first base that may be upset, and they won't buy tickets if their netting is put up over there. That's the only reason I could think of. Right,
7: and it's always been that way. That's the other thing, and, and baseball is such a traditional type game that sometimes these changes just because it's been done a certain way, it seems like the right way, you know, yeah, yeah. that type of deal. But I think of this thing with Albert Amora jr. On a deeper level where he was so shaken up, the guy was crying on the field because he hit this young child and they took her to the hospital for precautionary reasons. And looks like everything's going to be okay, but he was really broken up about this. And I'll be honest, Andy, my first, thought was, man, you got to pull it together. This is your job. You got a job to do. You got to figure it out, right? It's not easy to do. But I thought about a little bit deeper and what Almora Jr. showed is something that we all should be doing in this country. If we basically have the compassion and feel for someone else that we don't even know to that level, we're going to be much, much better off as a country in general, because there's far too little of that happening where it's like, I don't know you. Yeah, it's your, it's tough luck. Hey, that's how it is. Like, if you have that kind of compassion in your heart, I think we're going to be a lot better off. We just got to find that.
6: I will tell you this right now. You never want to see anything like that happen, but Al Mora was the perfect guy to have had it happen to because at the end of the game, when I was watching the post game news conference, it looked like he still had tears in his eyes after the game. And then he came out with a quote. He said, you know, this is the way life is. I looked in her eyes after I hit the ball, and he says he hopes to form a relationship with the girl and a family. It's amazing. I mean, you could have had some clown as a player, mm-hmm. and I don't think any player would just walk away, but maybe a little more insensitive than – Almora was. It worked out perfectly with him, and 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 the good news is, the girl's going to be okay, but again, you hit it on the head. Baseball has always been stuck in the mud. We've done it this way. We're not going to change. And the worst thing is, the only reason we're talking baseball today is because of this. We never talk baseball. Never. (laughs) Think
7: about that. Well, well, let me just say this, too, because I'm trying not to get too far away from your point of, you need nets in baseball, but Off this thought of the compassion that Almora showed, there was a story here in Portland, this is a couple of weeks ago, where there was a a guy with a shotgun that went to an area high school called Park Rose around here. And there was an ex-Oregon Ducks wide receiver, Keenan Lowe, and he wrestled the gun away from the kid. But then he stayed there and was talking to the kid and was trying to build him up and said, hey, man, uh, hopefully this is a turning point in your life, you know, and and tried to build him up. And I think that's important where I think some of the crazy things that happen in this nation when you're talking about shootings and stuff like that, a lot of times these people, they just don't feel valued. You know, if you show others that you value them, that you care for them, when you feel valued, that's a big, big deal in your life. And I think that, Al Mora, he doesn't know this toddler at all. And he's like, I want to have a relationship with her. I, I want to be there. Like It was a whole thing. I think there's a lot you can take from what Al Mora displayed with that whole ordeal with a, a young kid getting hit by a foul
6: ball. I tell you what, though, in that same vein, talking about being valued, there's an interview, and I heard it. I think you could Google it if you like or get it on the SiriusXM app or whatever. Dennis Rodman was interviewed by Howard Stern. It was One of the most moving, I mean, I was in my car. I couldn't yeah. get out of the car. One of the most moving interviews you ever want to hear. Dennis Rodman, life, he lived on the streets for two years. Then he got an opportunity to play at Southeastern Oklahoma State. And he was taken in by a white family. I mean, an a 11-year-old kid asked his mom and dad, could Dennis live with us? He lived with them. It changed his entire life. His whole life was changed. This is like, I, I get goosebumps. The hair is standing on the back of my neck. And I was, I tell you the story. I, I would suggest anybody who has any feeling about people whatsoever Mm -hmm. or race relations because these people in Oklahoma probably never saw a black man in their life and they took him into their home because of his kid who was 11 years old and Dennis was 10 years older than the kid but I'm sure you could google it Dennis Rodman's interview with Howard Stern chilling and moving tremendous it really was yeah great yeah just I think the lesson to
7: take out is just show people that you value them it's not the easiest thing you get cut off in traffic you know you have those moments but find a way to show especially strangers that you value them and they're just not a thing that's in your way or delaying your day or anything like that.
6: Like Take that out of the Al Mora story for sure. You know I value you. You know that. There you go. You know I do. Feelings so mutual, Brian my knows. man. That's yeah, how it goes here, Andy Furman. Yes. Let me give you a kiss. Watch, give me Good. a cheek. <laughs> Good right. thing we're in he's different Brian. Studios. No, I'm Andy Furman. Of course, this is Fox Sports Sunday. He certainly hopes he gets a kick out of this. And the chic Alex Marvez, tells you all about it next. But first, to our guy, the Big B, Brian Fenley, for the latest. Hey,
3: Andy, sounds like you're cheating on me over there with Brian. But <laughs> <Listen to laughs> yo. We'll get to we'll, to that topic on another date.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
3: the French Open pitting fourth-round action. Roger Federer is breezing 6-2 and up 2-love in the second set to Leonardo Meyer. Meantime, Andy Ruiz Jr., who's never been on a treadmill in his life, stuns Anthony Jones. Joshua knocking him out in the seventh round to win three heavyweight belts and Joe six-packs everywhere are rejoicing. On the ice, the Bruins castrate the Blues 7-2 to take a 2-1 lead in the Stanley Cup final. Castrate
7: them. Good lord, it's game three, Big B.
3: Good (laughs) lord, what's going on here? It's 7-2, man. That's a big-time deficit. It's a little graphic, though, really. (laughs) Speaking of graphic, I have pictures and images of you naked from earlier in the show when you were Saying you do any, anything. But I wasn't castrated. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but still, Andy Furman naked, I can't get that out of my mind.
6: It's, it's a good thing, really. Okay. Jeez. Oh, uh, Let's clean it up a little bit, okay. please, can we? Jeez. Alex Marvin's not going to come on because of you. Yeah.
3: Well, guys, quickly, uh, from that to more great news, there's a quick way you could save money. Switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. And quickly, in baseball, Will Smith acting in a leading role for the Dodgers. Fly ball to left field,
10: into the corner, and it is gone! A walk-off home run! Will Smith! And the Dodgers win in a walk-off 4-3!
3: AM570 LA Sports on the call. That is Smith's first career home run. What a time to pull off that feat. And Tim LoCastro bats in the game, winning RBI single in the 11th to lead the Diamondbacks past the Mets 6-5. Is yeah. that what you <laughs> <laughs> I like it, Brian. Okay, okay, yeah. I'm just going with yeah. the theme here, Big B. Yeah, and the New York bullpen, guys, no surprise here. They blew another lead, kind of like what they do with the Nationals bullpen and I know Vinny has some things to say about that bullpen Mm. but again it's Mets baseball they blow leads it's what happens we'll be back with Brian Ngo and Andy Furman in a moment but first
10: a word from Farmers at Farmers Insurance we know a roof can withstand a lot one exception being an airborne car Seen it, covered it, Talk to farmers. We are
4: farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.
3: And guys, I just got off the phone with Drake. He said he will be wearing an Andy Furman jersey for Game Two later tonight.
6: All right, Pete, take it easy, have a drink, relax. See you next week. Great job. All right, that's Brian Finley. By the way, Alex Marvez coming right up. He's Brian Noah, Andy Furman, and welcome everybody to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. Brought to you by Geico. It's easy to save fifteen percent or more on car insurance with. Geico. Go to or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part figuring out which way is easier and of course nose picks in less than 10 minutes but now to the Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline. He's the Sheik. He's Alex Marvez with Brian Noe and Andy Furman. Sheik how are you? We missed you last week. What was the wrestling deal all about?
11: Oh, gentlemen, I think I was just getting asleep by the time I was uh, about to go on the show. I tell you, it was insane, All Elite Wrestling, the debut. I think I held my own, you know, I didn't sink, uh, you know, when thrown out into the deep water, my first pro wrestling foray, my first play-by-play type work of any type on any level in in the uh, 48 years I've been on God's green earth, so really proud of the work I did, but I'll tell you what, you know, my announcing team was great, but the the product in the ring is really what carried everything, and, you know, we hit a home run, looks like we we broke uh, all of our expectations for pay-per-view orders and created quite a buzz in the pro wrestling world as we move toward weekly television on TNT starting uh, this fall. Because you promoted it on our show, that's why. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that is the reason. And by the way, Andy, I had to admit a little tear in my eye this uh, past week. Hera Arena. Yes. I know it's been closed since 2016, but those awful tornadoes that went through Dayton, you know, putting the finishing touches <laughs> on that venue. And a lot of great memories there. In fact, I introduced former Bengals guard Ken Blackman to his future wife, Medusa, the wow. pro wrestler, yeah. after a show at Hera Arena when we all went over to get some drinks at the uh, uh, Dayton Marriott. So there you go. Wow. Do you have a signature catchphrase yet, Alex? No. And see, that's that's not a bad thing. I'll be honest. It's got to become organic. You know, if you try to introduce, then you, you spend the whole show waiting to introduce something. You know, I'm sure it'll emerge at some point. I'll I'll have something out there that can work. But right now, I'm leaning. Listen, I'm leaning on Jim Ross, obviously the the most uh, iconic wrestling announcer in the history of the industry, and Excalibur, up and coming star who's just fantastic on the play by play and a great guy as well under the mask. So I'm I'm just really excited to be working with these guys.
7: Very nice, Alex. I want to ask you about the Rams first off because Todd Gurley and that knee injury—it's a big question mark, but. If you compare it to Jared Goff, who was dreadful in the Super Bowl, if he gets off to a slow start, that could be a big issue for the Rams. And is the confidence level in his teammates there? Who do you think is the bigger question mark heading into the season, Goff or Gurley?
11: Well, I think Goff because I think we already know with Gurley that they're going to have to be very, you know, judicious in the way that they use him. I mean, he's at OTAs, but he's not doing any on-field work. He's just doing, you know, individual-type things like weightlifting, et cetera. But they are going to really try to manage that knee condition so that, you know, whatever problem is affecting him doesn't flare up late in the year, and that's when the Rams needed him most. And quite frankly, he wasn't around. But just like you, I'm fascinated by what the next step is for Jared Goff. How much does he put this in the rear? View? mirror, you know, and Sean McVay has tried falling on the sword a bit, saying, I, I did too much when trying to prepare for this game, I studied every Patriots game this season, I went back and did the two previous Super Bowls as well, I mean even a guy with a photographic memory like Sean McVay, it's just too much, you know, too many plays to decipher, too much gets into your head you really need to limit the scope of the games that you're scouting, entering a Super Bowl, and he didn't do that, and that didn't help Jared Goff neither did the absence of Todd Gurley neither did the absence of Cooper Cup. and neither did the absence of quality blocking as as well by his offensive line interior-wise in the Super Bowl. But I, I, you know, I, I think there's a great point that you make, as usual, about Jared Goff's teammates. If he comes out of the gate struggling, you know, does this get into Goff's head? Do they begin to lose confidence that Jared Goff is their leader? But let's not forget, what's the alternative beside Jared Goff? Mm. It's Blake Bortles. I just Do- want to... Point that out to you. Yeah.
6: There you go. He's Alex Marvez with Brian Noam, Andy Furman on Fox Sports Sunday. Just showing the money. Calvin Johnson, I guess the Lions want to make peace with the receiver, Calvin Johnson. Why? Why, did, why well, is this all of a sudden now a story?
11: Well, a couple of things about this. You look at First, it was the team president who made it a story, Rod Wood, because Calvin Johnson is estranged from the organization, and, and the Detroit Lions went after money that Calvin Johnson was paid as part of his contract when he retired. You know, you're, you're given signing bonus, and they, they wanted to get back several million dollars in prorated signing bonus that he had been paid already, even though they were never going to collect on it. Now, look, it's happened before, Andy. Guys have some money that, they, that teams can go after, but you know what? You don't want to make the guy unhappy or appreciative of his service. It's almost like a farewell present, right? That you're not going to go after this money. But in the case of Calvin Johnson, the Lions did. So you can understand why Johnson feels the way he does and doesn't want to be around. Uh, you know, the Lions organization if they took back his money and in his mind didn't appreciate all that he gave to the team. So the easiest way to get Calvin Johnson back in the fold write him a check for the <laughs> money that you took away from him. Hire him into some position make sure you're not circumventing the salary cap and when I say that, you know, that gets a little bit touchy as well in the NFL. Make sure you have clearance first. You're not doing anything illegal under the cap. But if you want to pay Calvin Johnson to come to your events, be part of alumni functions and not badmouth the team whenever they're brought up, well, It's probably worth paying the seven figures to get that done since you botched it the first time.
7: It's funny, Alex. You look at this story with Giants quarterback Daniel Jones. Sixth overall pick. A lot of people were ticked off about it. And people in that organization, they're trying to take heat off of Daniel Jones. Dave Gettleman's like, he might sit for three years. That didn't work out well. The latest thing is Saquon Barkley, who at his football camp said right now, oh, you're an awful pick, but when he wins two Super Bowls, everyone's going to be like he was the greatest pick of all time. So are these guys helping Daniel Jones with their words, or are they hurting him with their words?
11: I have to say helping in that radio silence would be negative, right? And that's how people would interpret it. If Saquon Barkley came out to the effect of, well, look, we're all rookies, he's got a ways to go, we all do. Well, what what type of tepid endorsement? Mm is that. I'd rather see all the hype and hyperbole and people getting excited about Daniel Jones and you know and, and give him a little bit of momentum going into the season than, you know, the, the outside noise that has been surrounding him, which is that the Giants over you know, they reach for this guy with a number six overall pick and, you know, they they say he's an Eli clone and that hasn't been a positive connotation as of late. You know, if this was coming off of Super Bowl forty six, being an Eli clone is a great thing, right? You just want a Super Bowl. Being a guy who, you know, was immobile in the pocket and really struggled through much of 2018. Not so good as a comparison, but I think Daniel Jones is going to be fine. I really do. I, I just, you know, the thing about it that people have to remember is, he's, while he played under the same college head coach as Eli Manning, and there's some Eli Manning characteristics to Daniel Jones, this is a much more athletic player. I mean, you can do so much more moving him around with a pocket, bootlegs, waggles, things like this once he gets on the field, and that's going to make the offensive line look better. It's going to add some things to the Giants' offense that they currently don't have under Eli Manning. So I'm all for that. Look, I, I like Daniel. I got to know him a little bit at the NFL draft. We've talked, you know, ever since January when I met him at the Reese's Senior Bowl. And I think the kid's going to be fine. I really do. And I think he can handle the pressure coming up in New York. And I think he's got a decent supporting cast led by Saquon Barkley. I think ultimately the Giants are going to be OK. The big question is, when does Giants brass pull the trigger and say, OK, Eli, this is no longer your team. This is Daniel Jones' team.
6: There you go. Alex Marvez. it seems like the Vikings coach, Mike Zimmer, is getting a real kick out of kickers. He hired a kicking consultant this week.
11: Yes, Nate Cading coming back into the fold. Andy, look, and the Vikings, as you know, you don't have to, I don't have to tell you, Blair Walsh, mm. not so good. You know, no. then last year, Daniel Carlson, you spend a fifth-round pick on a mm. kicker and you cut him to, you know, one or two weeks into the season. That's not great. So, you know, and, you've, and different teams have done this now, by the way. Tampa Bay, Chris Boniol, remember him? Mm-hmm. Uh, B-O-N-I-O-L. Uh, he, is, uh, he is there <laughs> right now with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, and, and some others that, that are hiring former kicker Chicago, for example, they have a guy that they hired from Iowa State to try to fix their kicking woes. Look, some special teams coaches, by and large, are not kicking experts. They're good with X's and O's, they're good at managing personnel, those types of things. But when it comes to the fine points of kicking, not so much. This is where I think it makes sense to add a kicking specialist, a former kicker, who can work to try to correct little flaws, whether it's you know where you're contacting with the football, where your plant foot is, those types of things. Of course, laces out. You get my point here that uh, you know, this, is, this is what you want from a kicking coach, and I think it's a smart idea. You, know, you may as well if you're a team because you know, you, kickers count money under the salary cap. Coaching staffs don't. I
7: hate you know, if we had this, more time, yeah, yeah. Alex, in honor of the spelling bee, we would just have <laughs> you spell random kickers' names. You know, see if you could get the really tough kicker names. Don't
11: do Donald Mbikwe. Remember yeah. him from Tampa Bay Buccaneers? <laughs> right. Tampa yeah, Bay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that that one would have been a little bit difficult. I can do Janikowski. You yeah, know, but I mean, other than that, yeah, let, let's try to keep it it really, really simple. If yeah, you know what I mean. I, even Maybe Jaskowski, next week. Yeah, saved by the yeah,
7: Bell. Absolutely. This week, you know. You practice. Yeah.
6: And we'll get the young Stenner rude next week. Right. It's time to kick you out the door right now, so <laughs> I need to say. It, but, yeah. All right. He's Alex Marvez. Get him on Twitter at Alex Marvez. He's the best in the business. He's the chic. He's Fox Sports Radio's NFL Insider. We'll see you next week. Have a wonderful week. Best to the kids and everybody else.
11: Mazo Mazo, gentlemen. Thank You're you. Man.
6: Brian no, Andy Furman, Fox Sports Sunday. It's a simple case of not get off, but please get on my lawn. And it's next.
10: At Farmers Insurance, we know the sound of a perfect hot air balloon landing, and a less than perfect one. Farmers! Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum.
4: Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchange and affiliates. Products not available in every state.
6: Nose picks coming right up. That's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. This is Fox Sports Sunday, about 10 minutes before the top of the hour. We're proudly brought to you by Discover. Go further than ever with the Discover It Miles card. They automatically match the miles you earn at the end of the year, at the end of your first year. So your 35,000 miles could become 70,000. Discover It Miles. Limitations apply. Discover match for new card members only. Learn more at discover.com slash travel. Now top of the hour, 9 o'clock Eastern. Mike Harmon and Bill Plasky from the LA Times. Get him on iHeartRadio, the iHeartRadio app, Sirius XM Channel 83, and of course, many of these same Fox Sports Radio affiliates. But right now, it's that time. It's time for Nose Picks. Are you ready for it? Bright, sparky, here's the deal. Are you in desperate need of gambling insight? Do not fear,
10: for Brian No is here. the you got. the you got. the
0: And now the time has come for Nose Picks.
7: All right, Andy, one and two last week, Ooh. but misleading in terms of the result here. OK, I missed on the Warriors in game one. I hit with the Blue Jays last Sunday. I went with Ed Carpenter in the Indy 500 to win it. He was at plus 850. He was right in the top five, you know, so that that's that's a misleading one and two. I went long shot last week. OK, Take so I'm going to try to do atone. Bank. Yeah, Take I'm going to try to, to atone. Yeah. How about this? You're going to sense a theme here with this one. Yeah. I'm looking at the Warriors game two plus two points. You get the Warriors down one, nothing in this series, getting points. Take them. Take them. This is a gift from the betting gods. Take the Warriors to win the game. Take them. Absolutely. Plus two points. How about this first quarter line? They're risky. You never know what's going to happen in the first quarter, but I think the Warriors come out hungry. I think they're locked in. I'm going to take the Warriors. It's a pick them in the first quarter. They're really? minus 110. Give me the Warriors. And then also the Raptors, 28 points in the first quarter. That's the line.
6: I'm taking the under. I think yeah. the
7: Warriors play much better defense, especially at the beginning of the game. What do you think good, about good all call
6: that? because you'll see a different Warriors team. They were rusty. They were out of sync after nine days off. Believe me, different yeah. Warriors team today. I like it. You sign off. Give me the seal of approval. That's good. It's time to go your own way, Andy. All right, it's that time. i tell you what I talked about. Get on my lawn, please. Now, residents of Pittsburgh and their fans aren't done giving Antonio Brown AB84 grief. One of his neighbors, Donald, went on Twitter. Take a listen. Donald jumped on Twitter to complain about the grass at AB's empty house and told him to cut it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Eventually, A.B. responded to Donald by saying he's very busy with all of his properties right now. He could use a hand mowing it. So a couple of Twitter guys, Taylor and Tyler, went over to Antonio's three-acre spread, cut the grass for him. Now, it's not it's not clear whether A.B. threw the guys a couple of bucks or not to get the job done, and if this is going to be a habit or not for Taylor and his buddy. But A.B. mentioned that the house is for sale, 8,800 square feet. He bought he bought it in well, 2014 for one point nine Nine mil how do you like wow. that
7: all right there it is how about this matt lafleur green bay yeah. packers head coach he tore his achilles tendon he's playing yeah. basketball okay the headquarters over there at lambeau field at least he didn't do this while in drills he's lined up at safety before <laughs> he's throwing yeah. passes in rookie minicamp that didn't happen right. <laughs> but he tore his achilles tendon let me ask you this andy What's the most embarrassing injury that you've suffered in a random way? You know what whoa, I mean?
6: Whoa, whoa. I guess slipping on the ice maybe sometimes. You, yeah, that what'd you do yeah. when
7: you slipped on the ice?
6: Oh, I dislocated some stuff. I I, I did play oh, basketball man, and broken ankle once.
7: That you know, I actually, Andy, true story, I threw my back out answering the phone. I reached over no! to answer the phone. I heard a pop in my back.
0: Crazy. All right, I hope it gets better by next week. See you then. Have a good one!